We be live! Hello everyone! We be live. Guys, check out my new camera. Oh, no worries. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it follows him. Uh, <laughs> you can't really zoom in though, like, you're trying to zoom in. Wait, I was, I was, like, I think I forgot the command, like, it's a You're not doing thing. this, like, I'm telling you, just do this. Just, just it's do not this. that, I'm promising you. Quiet! Would, would it hurt you to just do this? You've already tried, it doesn't work, yeah? So just, yeah, can you do this? It's not that, I know it's not that. Maybe that's worse. Handy is working fine. Yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Uh, Tino is here saying hi. Darko is saying hi. Alright, so we're here just to answer questions on Patreon and on Super Chat. StreamYard has a new feature that when you send us your Super Chat, it goes to Facebook. We don't have to, like, keep. Uh, yeah, it makes it a lot easier. So, we're answering Super Chat. So, whether you're watching this on Harris Health Intro channel or on the Sixers Jihadis channel, uh, send us a super chat and we will answer them. We have some questions that is posted on Secular Jihadist's uh, Patreon account. Um, we answer those as well. And after we answer the Patreon questions and the super chats, whether it's on Harris Open channel or on the Secular Jihadist channel, we go and bring up members, YouTube members of Secular Jihadist, and also Harris Open patrons as well, right? So uh, I haven't posted your patrons as well. So, yeah, it's a bit complicated. If you're a secondary artist Patreon, you get to post your questions ahead of time and we will answer them. If you're a Harris Sota Patreon, you get to come up and talk to us. Or if you are a secondary artist YouTube member, you get to come talk to us uh, on, uh, on air as well. Uh, but the most simple thing is the Super Chat. If you want to do Super Chat, you get to... Um, we will answer them. I have three questions that we have from Patreon that we can answer today. But you also have a very interesting video that you want to share with us. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Which one do you want to do first? You want to do the Patreon questions first? Let's do the Patreon questions so we can warm up. We can warm up. So we I have, have good, because I've already made a dedicated video about the topic that I want to share with you later. Um, but I think it would be a good video for you because I'm over the moon. Like it's about a week old, and I still yeah. can't. Wipe this grin off my face. <laughs> I'm having this sadistic pleasure out of it. I don't know how people are going to judge me, but I don't know. I'm, I'm still tweeting about it a week later. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't wait to see what it is. I have been, I haven't been updated with Pakistan. There's so many things happening in Iran right now that it's just consuming so much of my time. So, oh, by the way, if we have time, I can show you some interesting tweets that I've been posting about Iran. What's happening? I've been tweeting. I've been retweeting. Yes, you have. Thank you so much. You. We love doing that because I miss you. I really, really miss you on Twitter for a very long time because you have you have a decent sized account. Uh, Apostle Prophet ended up getting his account back. I think they followed yeah. something for some okay, reason. They banned. I was like, what? Yes. No, that's great. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, it's great. Back. So, um, so yeah, I think between us three, probably Apostle Prophet and I, we are. Bit more trolly than you are, so we're getting these crazy engagements, man. Crazy engagements. Yeah. I don't know why we we're getting a lot of engagement from um, from these angry Muslims, both kind of Muslims, you know, lipstick Muslims and you know the Salafi. What do you mean trolly? What do you mean more trolly? Like I don't know. Like we troll them a little bit. Like you know, like we just. I mean, the AP I is a bit more. Like he posts he posts photos of um, Aisha, little, little girl and a. 52 year old man, that yeah, kind of stuff, he does a bit more of that, so, so yeah, he gets, yeah, I don't know, he, he gets, he's getting a lot of engagement. Yeah. Mike is doing really well too, one of them, 
one of those things I'm going to talk to you about it, and obviously uh, the print, which is one of a, one of the major left-leaning liberal news outlets of India. Finally, mm-hmm. they did a story on me, not necessarily on me, but about uh, my tweet, which uh, did really well. So yeah, so, so there's a lot to unpack, and obviously it doesn't help uh, the fact that I wasn't here last week. Apologies for that. I left you guys high and dry. Yeah, he did. We forgive you. Do we, guys? Yeah. <laughs> you. I I sensed when I when I told Armin, I said, "Oh, there was a miscommunication." I thought I thought we we were we were having a break this week. Armin replied in a way that I thought, "Ooh, he's angry. He just got." But maybe he wasn't. It's just text messages, you know, like you get lost in text. Messages. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're you're reading too much into my face. I think we yeah. were, we we assumed the worst in text messages. Why is the light weird? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You look too pasty. You're looking very pasty with a blue tinge. No, I, I'm not getting outside that much. I need more sun. Um, too white. Look at this. Yeah, you're almost Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> nah, areas. <laughs> I'm like, that was just, that was, I just, I, it's a Caucasian. I was like, nah, I like, I treated it like an insult. Jesus Christ, I'm racist. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm so I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You've got to do something about your lighting. Look, look, look at your face now. Look at your face now. No, no, no. Leave that on. And now look at your face. No, no, leave that, whatever you were watching on the screen. Oh, I was looking at the electrical D head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you, you can't. Is that better? Yeah, look, look, look at your face. Look at your face on, on the screen now. Is oh, that better? Uh, no, you get you get even whiter than that. Okay, so what should I do? Because because it's white screen that reflects on you, you, you become even whiter when you look at the blue other screen. Oh, is that bad? I don't know. Tell me. Uh, you look like oh, a okay, vampire. It's like we got like a vampire. Speaking the mind is just became a member and wait, wait, wait you keep the you you keep this little something. Oh no, you increase your membership. Thank you. Which how do you? How can you tell you increase your membership? Because I'm seeing on my, I have my phone on in front of me as well. So, so we have two new, one membership, one new member, and one member of the group. Thank you. Oh, we should, we should, we should get to the uh, question. Yes, let's start. I'm in the back. I'm trying something new. It's called um, buymecoffee.com forward slash Arakutan. So apparently, a lot of content creators are using that because it doesn't force you to commit. Any more than a month, like not on not on recurring basis. So yeah, so, I don't know. Let's have a look. Let's look at this. Okay. Look at this. Yeah, buy me the coffee dot com forward slash So you can just go like whatever one two three. I think just once. Do you, you have, have to really... spend the money on coffee? Because I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of coffee. <laughs> is, is that, like you have to commit to? Yeah. How much do you have to actually spend them all on coffee? Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, no, no, you don't have to. I think you you you, you get the uh, you get your cash. I feel like I'm lying to people. People spend the give me money for coffee and I'm spending it on rent instead. <laughs> <laughs> I think they get it. They get it. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, all right. Let's look at this. Yeah. This is a question from D saying, What do you make of Raisi addressing Palestinians while normalizing ties with Saudi Arabia? Where is this going? Mm. So, this this came with an article that was sent to, so let me get this. I don't, I actually haven't seen this, so I'm looking at this myself from this side. 
All right, so what is this? Iranian President Raisi addresses Palestinians in Gaza on Jerusalem Day. What does he say? Where is the article? Where is the rest? Oh, I have to pay for it. <laughs> in a first-of-its-kind event, Iran's president urged Palestinians to press on with their struggle against Israel. Okay. A first-of-its-kind? Why is it its kind? What is this? Uh, well, well, normalizing ties with Saudi Arabia. Where is this going? Well, okay, so I, can, I don't know if this is a new switch. I know the, the purpose of the Palestinian focus cause is for Iran to have some influence in the Sunni world. So if you want to put these together, um, the Iranian regime has been um, so, uh, has had, in the past couple of years, has been alienating itself from the rest of the Islamic world, right? Because of how um, anti-Sunni and the, how middling it has been Sunni country interests all over the Middle East. The Palestinian cause has always been a way for the regime to exert some influence to show leadership not over the Shia uh, world around in the Middle East, but also the Islamic world as a whole. Because Palestinian cause has been an excuse for the Iranian regime to show its leadership, its, its leadership that hasn't forgotten the Palestinian issue, right? Like it's the the Saudi Saudi government has left, it betrayed you. And is you know, the the UAE, the Qataris, everybody is getting closer to Israel, uh, Egypt, Turkey, and even Turkey was trying to compete uh, with Iran over the over like making the Palestinian cause front and center for a while, and then they completely did a 180 on that, and they became closer with fixed ties with Israel as well. Oh, okay, so um, so Iran likes to constantly remind the Islamic world that it's the only country that is standing up for the Palestinians. Mm -hmm. As a way to make Sunnis kind of forget about the fact that they're Shia and, you know, ideologically they cannot unite, but maybe politically they can unite. There, who, which other government is out there that is fighting for the Palestinians? But how do they tackle this question? But how do they tackle this question? Or, or this point that there's so many other Muslim countries who haven't recognized countries like Israel, for example, Pakistan. Yes, I know they're not actively involved in funding any resistance movement in in yeah. uh, Israel, but Pakistan does pay a price for, um, I know people are so anti-Israel in Pakistan that Pakistan does end up paying a price for it, uh, for this foreign war, foreign conflict um, because Israel gets closer to India, Israel has these defense treaties with India and pa any Pakistani politician or journalist, they, they just try to sometimes they just try to float an idea they say, okay, let's just see why, why look, these Arab countries are accepting or recognizing Israel. Why are we fighting with Israel? And then those guys get canceled, they get, you know, they, they get shouted down, basically. So how does Iran see that? Because I would say that Pakistan has paid uh, some sort of a price by not recognizing it. Yeah, I mean, yes, but not as far as you mentioned yourself. They haven't gone as far as... Iran, the Islamic Republic of Iran has, like, um, Iran actively funds uh, Hezbollah and Hamas and now some other new groups as well, uh, which are even more radical, you can imagine. And more radical than Hamas, can you imagine that? Um, so the level of participation of Iran, like, they, they, Iran's government spends money in building houses in Syria for, like, radical jihadists, 
um, they built cities there. They 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 spent so much money, so much money that's supposed to be spent on Iran to spend there. Um, and the fact that they're still doing this is 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 insane because internally they pay a heavy heavy price for it. Like the Palestinian cause has become such a burden on the Iranian government because of the Iranian people. Um, you know how, in, where people are not familiar with this discussion, you know how, for example, in the United States, a lot of people are saying, why is our government spending so much money other places where we have problems of black and white? I've seen that conversation on steroids, like a thousand times more, like it's, and a lot more sensitivity towards it. Like, imagine, like in the United States, people are not, you know, people have food, you know, their fridges are not empty. They just like, maybe don't have the lifestyle that they want, right? But in Iran, bridges are getting empty. People don't, um, people are living really, really horrible uh, lives, and their government is spending so much cash on a war that people in Iran think has nothing to do with it. So every time the politicians now talk about Palestine, like it's gotten to the point that where people, a lot of people in Iran are starting to hate them. Um, a lot of people are now in Iran sometimes support Israel. Sometimes not because of any understanding of the situation, but just because they they, they just want to they just want to be anti-Islamic republic, you know. They want to be. They, they want to. They just want to do the opposite of. Uh, yeah. Republic. Yeah, because this whole question is like, what is it? What is this got to do with us? What is it got to do with us? We have so many problems at home. Palestinians are not even Shias. No, they're not. They're not. But they, but they but they're such an important um, tool for the regime to exert influence around the Middle East. You know, it's Syria and Lebanon. Yeah, Syria and Lebanon. No, but it's bad. It's the whole thing is about Palestinian cause. Here, here. Okay, so here, you know, the the main branch of Iran's army that is supposed to focus on um outside out uh, operations outside of Iran. It's called the Quds. Quds, right? Quds. Quds. you know what Quds means? Quds. It means yeah. Okay, so basically the entire Dome of the Rock and Nasser Aqsa area. So. That's their definition. That's the final decision. The whole point is to capture that area. So, I mean, imagine if, like, the United, um, United States CIA was rebranded as Tehran. Like, you know, so we're like, why is it called Tehran? Like, oh, because that's our final decision. But that's the name of the main um, outside, outside Iranian borders uh, military operations. It's called the Quds, as if, like, that's, you know, that's our, that's our goal. That's our final decision. So, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's very stupid. But here's the thing. Now, this is also a major 180 on getting closer with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Because so how's that going to impact everything? There's a lot yeah. of things changing, uh, changing very rapidly. With with you know other countries dropping dollar, China, Brazil getting closer. Like all, all of this yeah. is happening, and now it's happening. The last place where we could have expected a year ago, yes. between Iran and Saudi Arabia getting closer. Well, because this shows the level of desperation and it shows the power of China. The, the China influence is so big right now in the world, right? Uh, just to, for people to understand how big of a uh, 180 this is, the main enemy of the Islamic Republic of Iran, okay, unlike what many people think, the main enemy is not the United States and it's not Israel, okay? It's Saudi Arabia, right? The, even from Khomeini's time, Khomeini, he, Mentioned many times that he hates the Saudis more than more than the Israelis and the Americans, and and, he also hated, and 
Mussolini's regime hating America, that's also because America is an ally of Saudi Arabia. Otherwise, you know, they would not have hated America. Let's just say, oh, now probably, yeah, there's an Israel-Palestinian element. Yeah, yeah, but also, you know, Iran might have had, uh, was looking into having normal relations with the United States if there, if the embassy thing didn't happen, if there was a hostage takeover over the embassy didn't oh, yeah. happen. Hostage, yeah, so that's another, but that's another conversation. The thing is, Khamenei himself also had shown so much hatred for Saudi Arabia at that time, and the, the entire, um, religious um storytelling and singing like the religious rituals in Iran uh, the met, met they call them methods it was focused things that were sponsored and endorsed and also celebrated by the regime itself uh, was constantly um surrounded focused on uh, songs and stories about capturing Mecca right like I could show you so many revolutionary Iranian songs religious songs about the day that Mecca would be part of Iran's soil, right? Like, we don't have that in Saudi Arabia. But Saudi Arabia, as bad as Saudi Arabia uh, regime is, and the war crimes that they committed, they don't go and, like, oh, we're going to capture Tehran. Like, there's no, there's no such thing. But the Iranian regime um, is promising, like, it, it is endorsing and celebrating people who are promising one day capturing Mecca and making, bringing Mecca to the, within Iran, Iran's border and celebrating it. And so for such a regime to all of a sudden come now and say like, okay, let's be friends with Saudi Arabia, that shows that things are not normal in Iran right now. They're desperate and they need money and they need friends because they are so isolated right now. And when China says that, listen, you two, I have, I need energy. Uh, U.S. is like taking a, you know, is, is taking a setback in the Middle, Middle East and I need to come here and I need to be the daddy here. And you two need to behave because China is doing that with Taliban as well. Like this yes. is my backyard. I want it. I want this to be my backyard now. And you little radicals can't mess this up for me. So you better, you know, kiss and make up, and act like a like stable little countries, and you know, do what daddy says. But do that's what daddy. But you know, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, look, see, America. It was America that wanted uh, this wedge between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Blah blah blah." It's like. Not really, but maybe. I mean, yeah, these these uh, geopolitical issues, you know, they're, they're not just one layer deep. There's so many layers um, uh, in them. But you're right. For China to be able to bring them closer, there's so many other factors. China is also there at the right place in the right time. Uh, Taliban have just gotten here. Saudi Arabia. Uh, I, I don't think Saudi Arabia has to lose a lot. Um, I mean, they probably have had this Yemen war for, going on for so long. Biden. Um, with threatening America, uh, sorry, threatening Saudi Arabia, that oh, you know, you're, you're you're maintaining this hegemony over oil prices, blah blah blah, um, and forcing Saudi Arabia to take a to take a side, um, uh, either the U.S. or Russia or the West or Russia. Um, Iran can't, you know, go um, get closer with um, with America because of all this 40 plus year history. So and. Because of Masalmini and all of these other things, and they've said they're, they're struggling, they've been struggling economically. So all of these things have been happening for such a long period of time that China just happened to be there to exploit it. Now you mentioned Taliban. Yes, it, I was reading. I, I can't remember which uh, was it New York Times or what, one of these respectable um, news organizations. There was an article written that they are looking 
they're, they're finalizing a deal. Or they offer, well, I said China has offered $10 billion to Taliban uh, to gain access to its lithium uh, reserves uh, to make batteries. It's like, whoa, Taliban, like, the West with all their all anti-human rights um, you know, sanctions on Taliban, China comes in and says, yeah, let me give you some money. Actually, actually, China, in a surprising move, has come and told the Taliban that and told that they need to get their human rights act together. Women's education, I think. Yeah, I read that. Too. Yeah, and human rights stuff. Yeah, and I was like, wow. China telling Taliban. <laughs> Imagine how bad the Taliban are. The China is saying, "Hang on a second, bro. This human rights thing, you, you hey, guys, are bad for yoga." Okay, don't say China CCP, yes, CCP, yes, yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, but it gives me some hope, because, see, the thing is that we understand the United States doesn't support human rights for the sake of human rights. Human rights is a political thing, right? I mean, but, but however, however, as much as it can, as much as it can, I got into, I actually want to, I know we're going to do track a little bit, but I, I, I mean, I, let me, let me finish my point. First, okay. Um, we, I, as a human rights activist, I'm not naive enough to think that this is about actually about human rights. Okay, it's a tool, it's a weapon, it's a, it's, it's America's soft power, right? Uh, but it works. It's not consistent. It applies it to some countries that it's, it's enemies ported on them more than like it uses it as a weapon against Iran for Islamic Republic of Iran more than the Saudi government. Um, because they're the ally and they're the not. So it's inconsistent. It's not the main goal. It's a tool, it's soft power, but it's there, right? I want them to use it. I'm not not just like, oh, you know, Islamic countries are bad, so Daddy America loves human rights, so yes, you're good. It's, you know, I, it's not black and white yet. I understand that this is a, a weapon that they use it, but I'm glad that that's a weapon. It, that's the only way that we could make uh, we can't appeal to the power as bees like these are struck these are systems they're not individual humans they cannot care they try it's all about power right but even if it's an excuse it's our only way to get human rights to matter it might not be their goal it's our goal but we need to make it create a world where for them it becomes a powerful tool even though they're using it as a weapon, we want them to use it as a weapon because it's the only way to get human rights normalized. And the thing is that that will be successful. The reason why that will be successful is because human rights and democracy and secularism and um, all the other enlightenment values like uh, the separations of powers and stuff like that, they are good for stability. And even if these countries do not want human rights itself, uh, they want stability. And human rights is good for stability. It's good for economics. It's good for business. And when you see China, because I know this, sorry, when you see the CCP um, telling Afghanistan and the Taliban to clean up its act, it means that it works. Like this is like human rights, um, secularism. These are things that works. And to me, this gives me so much hope for the future because every like. All the powers eventually will get to a point where they will have to do this for the sake of stability. Because stability is good for business. And the future of human rights to me seems bright because for the sake of maintaining power and for the sake of business and for the sake of trade, 
at some point, every country, every power will realize that this is what they need to focus on. Even, even the CCP will eventually realize that. So for us, because to us it seemed really dark. Oh, United States is going to be not there anymore and China and, and the CCP will come in and provide money like this and nobody will have to in Africa or in Pakistan or in Afghanistan. Nobody you're basically to, saying that China would also bring in some standard of... Or also be like... If it, 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 because it's good for stability, it's good for business. Okay. Yeah, even China will eventually push for those things. Yeah, yeah, look, that's fair enough. I mean, if I hadn't read the news story of uh, China or particularly telling the Taliban to clean up their act um, regarding the abhorrent human rights um, uh, record, then I would not have believed that. Because a lot of countries hate America and the West uh, because they say that the United States uh, meddles in other countries' internal affairs. And I say, well, we have to. If they, we, America does not have to do business with countries that um, destroy, uh, that, that abuse other people's human rights, or at least human rights of their own people. America does not have to do business. With. In some cases regarding Saudi Arabia, yes, I mean, it's not, America cannot be 100% transparent about that, or, or can't be 100%. It just doesn't work that way. For example, if someone was telling me, like, oh, hang on, what, what about Afghanistan, yeah? Uh, why does America have this arbitrary um, application of human rights standards? For example, Saudi Arabia. It does business with Saudi Arabia, but it doesn't do business with Iran. It doesn't want to do business um, with the Taliban. I'm like, well, with the Taliban, Taliban, the Taliban are not offering the West anything. So there's no need to get in bed with them. Yes, if the Taliban did have something that the West really, really desperately needed, then, yeah, they might have had to ignore their human rights records. But now, they don't have to. But if the Taliban did not have these horrible human rights records, then, then, America, would have brought, then America would have had no problem. They would not have placed any sanctions on them. So, so even you see this inconsistent uh, application of human rights standards, that's because um, you can't really destroy your own economies either. If you take out Saudi Arabia, then, you know, the whole energy industry is uh, thrown in disarray. So you can't really do anything about it. But anyway. Um, yeah, okay. well, can, I add, can I add something to that? Because I think it's something that people don't understand. Um, when they talk about Middle East, what you said is such a good point. Um, it's kind of like, because they're not, they're meddling. Well, they're not really meddling. They're saying, they're telling you the conditions of what they of how they, when they would work for you, with you, right? So they're like, oh, why are you meddling in our business? I'm like, we don't have to meddle, but if you, if you don't do this, then we don't do this with you, right? But it's just, United States economy is just so big that people can't refuse to do business with the United States. Mm. So they're complaining about why is it so important for us to work with you? But, but well, it is. Like, that's how it is. Like, so it's, imagine that you come to me, Right, and you're like, I mean, let's. I, I have some products I want to sell you. Um, but you find out that I that, that I abuse my pets, then you you say, well, you're a horrible person. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with you. Yeah, okay, for sure. Like you were like, yeah, I don't like you. I don't want to deal with somebody that is that kind of a person. And you're like, hey, why are you meddling with how I do things? I'm like, I'm like, I'm not meddling. I I have a right not to do business with you. Like you can't force me. Like, in fact, the people who are complaining about middling, they're the ones who are middling. Because you are telling the United States, like, you are saying that they have to be forced to do business with you. Like, how, how does that work? How does but, that work? But, 
But let's add, but let's add another caveat to it. So it's not really that black and white. But if I have something and you know, like I have something really, really important, let's say I have something that you really need. I have, let's just for the sake of the argument, say I have petrol and there's, uh, you know, petrol shortage in the entire neighborhood and I'm the only petrol station and you know that I abuse my pets and then in normal, under normal circumstances you would not do business with me, but today you're going to have to ignore that and be like, Damn it, I don't like this guy, but I have to do it. This is why I always say that people who look at, there, there are different kinds of allies as well. The way the United States deals with Germany or France or Britain or Australia or Canada and New Zealand is different to how the United States deals with Saudi Arabia. So I can place my bet, I, I, I can, I can uh, bet my life on this, that when push comes to shove, the United States can um, abandon Saudi Arabia. The United States can, but the United States will never abandon a democracy like, let's say, Australia or Britain or France or Germany. It, w- it just cannot happen. It just would not happen. People just don't understand that. If, if we found out, kind of like Taiwan, right? Taiwan is a democracy. There's no human rights issues or whatever. We know that. We, we're probably at a cusp of this Third World War. I'm actually thinking out about that. But anyway. mm-hmm. I have a feeling that the, the, the messages that we're getting from the CCP they're not very encouraging. Well, actually, see, uh, um, recently they came out and it was a little bit better than we the messages. They just said they just told they just told America that we 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 do have the ability to sink your aircraft carriers, uh, and then they yeah, they, they showed this. That. But the yeah, messages but from Taiwan seem to suggest that they want to do it through peaceful means. Here's the thing: China doesn't want to attack Taiwan. Like if it, if it, if that ever happens, it's because it it feels like it ran out of. Like its ideal situation is to slowly politically change the politics in uh, Taiwan and you know what it did with Hong Kong. That's what it wants to do. It does not want to attack. Yeah, but screwed screw up. One country, two systems. It just everyone knows that that was just BS because Hong Kong has been losing its independence or you know the, the second system, the democracy. Um, as, you know, over the last ten uh, couple of decades, that was however long. It would be so devastating for China's economy. Yeah, I know. I've looked at. I've been. I'm invested in this conflict, and I and I watch a lot of even pro-Chinese people. China surrounded. There's no way that that the world will come out the same way. Like, and it would be very difficult for the world to actually uh, bounce back from it. But China would not win either. Actually, would not win. Like I've seen so many of these war games, and China would not win. If they can capture the entire mainland Taiwan. In 48 hours, which is impossible, then uh, forget it. The U.S. Uh, aircraft carriers would be there in no time. Within within nothing, 48 hours, and be there. And it's um, not just U.S. It's also Japan, South Korea, Australia. Deal with all. Yeah, countries. but it'll be led by the U.S. I mean, these countries are nothing on those. Yeah. We need the U.S. I don't know, man. It could that that whole thing could break China. Like I don't. Yeah. It's like attacking Taiwan could just break China. So I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah, but this is what happens, you know, like when you have a dictator at the helm, he only hears what he wants not, to hear. No, no, no. So CCP is just so much smarter than people. No, but yeah, it was, but Xi Jinping is good people. I, 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 and I it's different. I'm, I'm not saying they're good, they're not good people, right? I know you're but saying that it's more organized, it's not like Putin. Outside. Yeah, it's a lot more. And, and there, there are a lot more people, but haven't you been watching, like how in the last uh, annual meeting or whatever? Or whatever they're called, he's replaced everyone with his own guys. 
and which is exactly yeah. how um, it's more okay. I'm, that's why I'm saying we should distinguish between um, evil and smart because and, and 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 crazy, okay? Because that all is working out for them. If if the goal is to keep, if if the goal is not to make the Chinese people's lives better off, and the goal is to just make the CCP more powerful, they're doing the right thing. Well, the right thing logically, not morally. So they no, are. I'm not, I'm not looking at it as a good versus evil kind of thing. I'm just looking at it the same formula that we've seen dictator, dictators or uh, authoritarian leaders have always applied, which is surround themselves with the yes men. That the, the original leadership challenges are gone, and then those yes men, because they owe their entire careers and their lives to the to this uh, the king of the hill, and then they just say whatever he wants to hear. And then you, then you become a recluse. You you don't like kind of like what they say. What happened to Putin? Putin was being given this information that he wanted to hear. Oh yeah, the military is good. The military is ready to go. Any general who told him, no, sorry, our, our military, um, you know, like our tires are screwed up. We don't even have enough uh, petrol in our tanks. Tanks. Um, those guys were kicked out. So that's that's one fear. I was Peter Zeehan is up. You listen to him a lot. Um, so anyway, so, uh, so yeah, well, I'm, I'm not an expert. Uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking right. my mind out. But if, if anything happens, they have a very short amount of time. Because the United yeah. States, um, technology and its military weaponry is going to come off the shelves very soon. And when that happens, uh, the United States is going to have the upper hand, not just globally, but also in the Pacific by such a huge margin that China will, this will not have a chance. So if there's supposed to, People are analyzing because of that that if there's going to be a war, it's going to be soon uh, because the CCP is losing the window of opportunity. Yeah, because by 2027, America will get few more ships into service, which uh, which will uh, further uh, advance U.S. Navy. They don't want to. If they want to do it, then we're going to do it. Okay. Yeah. My friend is saying, don't forget to give the stream a like, beautiful people. Every like and comment counts. Yes, guys, guess what? You can support us financially without spending any money. Isn't that amazing? Like your likes and comments makes us is financial support for us, and you haven't even spent a cent. Isn't that such a great deal? So please like and comment and subscribe and help this uh, help this channel. And yeah, for free, help us for free. Isn't that great? Okay, cool. So I have another. Do you want to do something else, or do you want to go to? The okay, next I like to do that. Okay, are you ready, Armin? Yeah. Something interesting. Do you want to hear some good news? Mm-hmm. So, last week we heard this news came out on national TV. It's for a lot of people. But before we go there, let me show you the press release at the back of which this uh, TV show um, came about. There was a Lahore Bar Icon Bar Association. They issued a press release, and in which they said. That Pakistan's Federal Intelligence Agency, which is uh, Pakistan's equivalent of FBI, they have identified 400,000 accounts of people who are actively blaspheming uh, while they're living within the borders of Pakistan. Out of 400,000 people, the cybercrime wing of uh, Federal Investigative Agency, from here on in, I would call, refer, refer to it as FIA. They have only they have arrested 119 people and they've already um, had 11 people. Uh, no, sorry, not had. They they have announced death sentence to uh, 11 of uh, 11 such people. 119 people 
uh, uh, facing trial under Blackburn. But this 400,000 people, that's a huge number. Now, you might be wondering, 400,000 people, I'm, I don't know, is it 100,000, 200,000, whatever. But apparently it's a big group. A lot of people are worried about that. So when this press release was issued, as you know, they, there's currently, we're going through this month of Ramadan. During the month of Ramadan, Pakistan has this new, Pakistan has, it's it become a culture, Pakistani, uh, it's become a Pakistan's pop culture that during the day, they don't show any entertainment because people are fasting. So you, they don't want to tempt people for sin. So after Aftar, after uh, the sunset, so um, they, um, uh, now, now you can do all kinds of other sex with your wives and whatever. <laughs> now you can, now there's a break. Now you can chill. So, that, so all across Pakistan, all these, there's a hundred plus TV channels, they have these things called Ramzan transmissions. That's where they talk about it. Now, that, even that's like infused with a lot of entertainment slash barracks in there and all that. So, out of that Ramzan transmission, let me play you a video where you're going to find this extremely funny. Um, Okay, so so you would see these grown-up clerics crying while they're discussing this new press release, and they're saying there are four hundred thousand people. Ready? Yes. So this is the maximum volume we can get, but you don't need volume; you just need to subtitle. Okay, let's read it. Let's read it because people are going to be go back, go back. Oh, for the podcast. Yes, yes. You want to read it? People were burned. Down. People will burn this country down. There are not just two or three people. The number of Pakistan is not just two or three thousand. Today I have been shown a report of the cyber crime of the FIA Regional Intelligence Agency Pakistan. According to that report, these people number four hundred thousand people in Pakistan, and out of which only eleven of them have been awarded death sentences. So what else can we do? What door of justice should we knock on? I want to ask the question. In this country, you have atheist professors lecturing your students. This is not confined to a few houses. The fire of apostasy has reached everyone. The color of Islam was caught blasphemy. Harder than a court, man. This guy, I can't keep up with this guy. <laughs> I'm shocked to see the report they have shown me today. This is all happening. Wait, did you say 4,000, four right? 400,000. Oh my god. Hundreds. I reckon yeah, I I think this is like a takeover of Pakistan. I was like, okay, guys, what the hell? I mean, we know the kind of blasphemy that you've done, yeah? What, what did you do? You ate the Quran? You burnt the Quran? I spit on the Quran and I tore it apart and I threw it and I burnt it. Yeah? Bro, you are nothing. You are nothing. Look what our, look what our brave kids in Pakistan yes. do. Want to get to I'm that? So well, I mean, I don't want to say. Yeah. I don't want to say I don't want to say what I feel because I don't want to encourage something that people might get in trouble for in exactly. Pakistan. But I have some feelings that I cannot express right now. But okay. but yes. <laughs> okay, this, the, the, this guy, the Pakistani movie star, he actually got in um, trouble for that. And rightfully so, and I'll show you why. And I'm sure to see the report they have shown me today. On, oh, parents, this is your responsibility. Or what happened? <laughs> All parents, this is your responsibility to keep an eye on your kids. Uh, and as Mufti Abu Muhammad suggested, parents need to install these applications on their kids' devices. Jesus Christ, what the hell? Okay. I, don't th- I mean, I don't think you reading it is going to help. It's killing it. 
Well, you read it then. No, I'm, 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 I can't keep up either. I'm just saying you gotta have to find another way for your listeners. I, I can't. Because you're gonna ruin the experience for everyone who's gonna watch it. Okay, but just play it. Just play it, and then we'll summarize what just happened. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> He's shouting and he's screaming and he's saying, Oh my god, why did we not die before we got to see this day? These kids, they're writing the names of our sacred personalities on their private paths and the penises on their vaginas. <laughs> oh my god, okay, if this is what, what he's, they made just a huge mistake, does, you know what, you know the major blunder here, you just told us, because he was what saying all that to us, no, he just told us exactly what hurts him the most, do you know what you're doing sir, you are now responsible for more writings of Muhammad on private parts of body, I have never heard of this before. I've never heard of this type of blasphemy. And now you have signaled to us that this is bothering you more than anything. You, sir, you know that you will have the sin upon you from now on because you are encouraging more of this to happen. You are now encouraging blasphemy. So you are going to see Muhammad's name be written on dicks and boobs and jeans and butts and everything. And you are going to be responsible for it. How do you like that? How do you like that? But, um, no, look, these guys are... They really upstate everything. You know how there's this whole thing about oh, watch me how I'm gonna deliver this fiery speech. So he he he. This is his moment to shine. That's what he's doing. But having said that though, because I picked up on it straight away, I put the subtitles, and some people actually stole my subtitles and putting their logos on top. So I had to work hard, and I think I was angry that uh, Pastor Prophet actually showed the other. Live video who actually stole my video and put his own uh, own logos in the top right and left hand corner. But anyway, so I picked up on it straight away and I made some videos on it. Pakistan government has never been this quick in banning my government my video because I I took the piss out of this and I made this video. I said, "Oh, these clerics are crying. Um, Pakistan explodes with blasphemers." And within four days, they got my video banned. Usually, it takes them like a month or two months because by the time they submit a request to the, to YouTube, YouTube processes it and then they take it down. But they took it down within four days. I was like, wow, or three days actually, not even four days. They, they, they took it down within three days. I was like, wow. So that means it must be hurting them. It must be like, whoa, um, because we're taking the piss. We 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 are using it. As a as a medal of honor, it's like it's working. I'm telling these people like, hey, it's working. And it, this has these idiots have just blown. They've just given this new light to this movement. They're like, whoa. After that, there's like hundred plus ex-Muslim uh, channels of India and Pakistan. They've been commenting on that nonstop because this is this is mind-boggling. Yeah. Okay. So you have inspired me. 
okay, um, with this video, because for people who don't know, Atheist Republic produces its own blasphemous art. And now that this guy has given us, given me to go back to the Atheist Republic team and create here, let me show you our blasphemous art. So this is the type of blasphemous art Atheist Republic produces. So you can see all our blasphemous art on blasphemousart.com. We have so much blasphemous art. This is just so if you go, for example, to our main website here, you can see that we have a lot of oh. blasphemous art, gods and goddesses. You can see like it goes to 51 pages of, you know, well, if you want to see the uncensored version, you can click on the viewer uncensored, right? But we have gods and goddesses and hijabi art. Look, see Egyptian gods, gods. We have Muhammad. Uh, go like to let's go to earlier pages. Oh, eight pages. Yeah, you can see we have Mother Basically, Mary. You haven't left uh, any god or goddesses or any holy figure. You yeah. haven't left anyone untouched. Yes, we, we have, have even Muhammad. each other. Yes, we have uh, Fatima and Aisha as well. Right, you can see right. And uh, we have Kelly and Muhammad. Oh, right. We have Ram and Muhammad. Oh, right. Why Ram so, blue? How did I put the blue? Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. We have Kelly and Sita. Okay. So we basically make a lot of blasphemous art. And now that this guy is telling us that one form of blasphemy is writing the name of Muhammad on, on private parts, oh. I'm going to go to our art team. And we're gonna tell them to create a, a specific, specific. <laughs> oh boy, what are the what are the times? <laughs> to this to this news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, you wanna watch the rest of it? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. By, by the way, guys, check out our art on blasphemousart.com. What, what, what's it for? What's it for? The end. What he says. <laughs> This is how he goes. I didn't mean to be melodramatic. <laughs> <laughs> he, actually, he actually said, I didn't want to be overly emotional, but I just was overly dramatic, but that's why I threw in that word. <laughs> but watch this. Now this guy got um he 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 got some heat because look what he says. So that's the downside of it that you you've got these people that these are supposed to be liberals of Pakistan. Um and he was pretty untainted up until this point. Um, and again, you always expect these kind of showbiz personalities. You think that okay, well, then we make a mistake. We think that we we think that everyone is logically consistent, but they're not. We think that okay, if you're making a name for yourself or your uh, your livelihood is coming from activities that are in line with liberal principles, or your career is possible thanks to liberal values, you would be a liberal at heart as well. That's the mistake that we make. We think that, but that's not the case in countries like Pakistan. And um, and what he does, he's all, he says, well, you know, like not only we should um, name these blasphemers, but we should also consequently name and shame the families of these um, 
blasphemers. Now, we know what happened to the families of these blasphemers. They, even in India, it's, it's happened amongst them. Um, the families of these blasphemers also become fair game. They also become a target. So, um, so he, he, so he uh, was criticized a bit, but instead of, uh, you know, I mean, he just doubled down because he had all these clerics on him. But the problem, I think, why these guys do it, they do it because they, they know that they have no respect. Everyone, like, in this day and age on social media, people say, oh, you know, you're, you're a sinful man, look at this, you're, you're, you're on TV, you're doing all these kind of sinful things and earning your livelihood through these haram means. So, it's kind of like, okay, how do I earn my respect? Or how do I, how do I whitewash all my sins? This is how you're gonna, you're gonna pretend to be this really pious lover of, uh, of the prophet. If, if, if you, if you commit sins in your private life, just come to, uh, just disappear on national TV and then say, oh, I love my prophet. Here's the evidence. That's how the whitewash it. But anyway. I think it's a, like, your point. This yeah, is perfect. a competition. This is, you know, like, I'm so used to this because I don't know, you know, she has our experts at crying more than so. This is new to me uh, because I don't really associate You haven't seen all the pieces. Yeah, yeah, okay, but I'm, this is completely new to me because crying over religious stuff is, to me, a Shia thing, okay? And I don't know if it's going to happen here or not, but you are not a lover of Hussein or Ali or, like, the holy people. Unless you cry harder. And when somebody cries, all of a sudden it becomes this whole chain reaction of who can cry harder because if you don't, if you fall short, then you're not really a lover of these people. So they just like one of them like goes over the top and everybody else just is forced to follow or else you just like have a heart of stone. But yeah, let's go. Um, there are there are blaspheming honey tap women apparently they're they're saying they're wiping their bums with the quran they're, they're defecating yeah, on that too yeah. you, but I apparently like. we haven't been able to confirm that ourselves but they're saying that on the dark web today. Mm-hmm. So, I like yeah. the one that you know. I like the sexy one. There was like some really cute girl with a really nice butt, and they had a Quran up their butt, and that was like that was clean. I like the clean one, guys. Keep it clean. Yeah, it's classy. Classy. but that he, shows. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. So, what do I think? Why why that is happening? We'll talk about it too, because yeah. I've always been saying that there's 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 an army of angry experts coming when you shove. Religion yeah. down the throat of people. Of course, they're going to be angry. They're going to they're going to lash out, and this is what's happening. We've already seen that happen in Iran. It's going to happen. Like, I'm to be honest, I'm I'm surprised. I did not think that there would be that many. I still reckon there's there's a bit of an exaggeration with the number of uh, people who are blaspheming out of this four hundred thousand. But I'm to, we're just going to go by what they're saying. This is not some someone random saying. There's not some activist pulling out these numbers, it's Pakistan's FBI thing. Yeah, but but guys, again, keep the poop talking away, please. They they're as offended by sex. These people are as often as offended by sexy stuff as poop stuff. So keep the poop away. Keep it clean. It's not hygienic. Yeah. Who's paying these people? Amen. Um, you know, like I mean, how come you and I we never get it? We have to freaking you know get buy me a coffee. We get five dollar Patreon uh, patronage. We get that's all we get, like five dollar membership. Where where are these millions and billions of freaking rupees? How come we don't get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
it's just a defense mechanism. There's guys, there's no millions, there's no, there's no conspiracy. If there was, someone would have reached out to us. There, there is no money involved. It's just people doing that out of their own free will because they're sick and tired of Islam being shut down. Their By the way, just as they've been sentenced to death, meaning it, it, they have been awarded the death sentence. In the history of Pakistan, no one's ever been actually executed in the name yeah. of blasphemy. Yeah. Man, look at this. Oh, I got excited. Sorry, what's this? The guy was crying. Somebody had to go and comfort him. Just oh. what? Just what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not only him. Just watch, watch their faces. <laughs> oh. He's a Shia. He's the only Shia guy. Oh, that's what. What? Ah! Oh, he's crying. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. These guys are just. A lot of that is acting as well. A lot of that is acting. I'm willing to. I'm willing to believe that, um, that the Shia guys here for real because you are right. They do tend to try a lot. And I found out when I watched that The Lady of Heaven movie. Um, and I was surrounded by Shias. Initially, I thought they were laughing. There was some. Blasphemous is laughing, he, he. but then when I turned around, they were crying. They were like, ah! <laughs> I was like, What the hell is this freaking movie? But you're right, she has love to cry. So that older man, I reckon he, he's the only Shia cleric, and I think um, his tears were genuine, but everyone else was like, They, they were under pressure to act, but they're really sad. Um, Doorknob yeah. has a really good name for it. I feel we should like use it because it's Islamic fragility. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is Islamic. I, I like that. Also, um, this is another good thing. Sheikh Ibn is saying the effing audacity to call for murder sitting on prime time TV. I think about what they're crying about, right? They're crying about pieces of paper and people like just writing on things on their private parts that hurts nobody. And they're crying about it while calling for execution of people. Like, they're not... What? They don't give a uh, crap about the torture and execution. They don't... That's not what makes them upset. They have just, like, casually asking for people to be executed while they cry about things that don't hurt anybody. I mean, worse. The story's not finished yet. So, this actor, um, he got criticized a lot. That hey, what are you doing? You know what, how volatile this country is when it comes to blasphemy and people getting lynched by mobs and what are you doing why why did you do this um and he doubled down and he got the, these clerics to speak in his favor have a listen hum dena chahte hain ki jo log is waqt faisal sahab ke sath faisal qureshi ke khilaf lage inhi ko pehchane inka lenke un logon ke sath ke jo log ye makroo dhanda aur ye jo mulk ke andar ye kharabi ka baas ban rahe hain inko pehchane इनके अकाउंट्स को चेक करें इनका ताल्लुक निकलेगा उन बिलास्मर्स के साथ जो लोग ये कर रहे हैं वो करना भाई हम चोर को चोर कह रहे हैं हम गंदे को गंदा कह रहे हैं इसमें हमने कौन सी गलत बात की और चोर को चोर कहने पर अगर कोई शोर कर रहे तो समझ रहे हैं जनाब वाले ये भी चोर का Now he is actually dog whistling, and he's saying, "Well, maybe these guys are also involved with those blasphemers." And this is not; these are not just ordinary blasphemers. Yeah, so you're saying like this is so dangerous. Like, so if people criticize them, 
you're like, oh wait, you're criticizing us, so you are with the blasphemers. Go check it. That's a threat. You're threatening people, so people can't even criticize you. Just your the mere so you you sir, you just a shirk because you equated questioning you with blasphemy. You did, you see what he just said? Because he's saying the people who are questioning us must be blasphemers. This is you putting yourself in the position as high as God. So get him. You are doing shirk. You're saying us questioning you is us blaspheming against God. Nobody so you, you, are <laughs> you are as so somebody, some Pakistanis, please go and tell this guy that he just did shirk. So maybe he, somebody should arrest you. Isn't that isn't that isn't that a bit shirky? But they're okay with shirk. They're just not okay with blasphemy of Muhammad. Um, so anyway, so you know what he said? I, I forgot to put subtitles in that video, so I'll just quickly translate the actor, Captain Kraki. He said, oh, we're just saying that, uh, you know, uh, you know, get these guys as per the law. We're not supporting or dog-whistling individual MP action. But in the same show, tell me, how is that appropriate for these people to sing these things on national TV on pri- at, at prime time? Listen to this. The, the sun does not. Oh, what? The national TV? Same show? Oh, YouTube, we are, hate this. We don't like this. This is bad. YouTube, we're just recording it. This is bad. Oh, my God. Holy crap. Yeah. So, that, oh so that's what they did on national TV. And they have no this problem. This is on that. national TV on Pakistan? Telling that yeah. they're going to burn people alive? Yeah. So that, that, Holy that's crap, a, man. Exactly. And he had the audacity to say, oh, we're only talking about, that's true though, like when they were speaking, they never had that audition to be linked by mobs or anything. But they eulogized it. At the end of the show, this is what they sung. They sung that hymn. That, that's not that they sung. Um, so, that is insane. allows this. Well, on a national TV and and Twitter takes that Twitter report the response to their request to take down of our tweets that just has a woman with a in a bikini and a hijab. We get letters from the legal team uh, legal team of Twitter saying Pakistan has requested us to take this down and they are asking for people on their national TV to be burned alive. Yeah, look at hypocrisy. No, I think that video is still up on YouTube. On their it's YouTube. up on YouTube? On their YouTube. Yeah, yeah it's on their whole Wow. YouTube. You put that on without saying anything, you will get a strike. No. Abdullah Samir got a strike for a video of a threat against, you know, that wasn't him. He got His entire YouTube channel is now demonetized, and that's why he had to go to your channel, because something that he did not say, because of a threat somebody else made. Yeah, but we're, we're reporting on that. Yeah, I know it happened to him, but, um, yeah, I know it happened to him. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that Paris one. That guy who attacked in Paris. He reported that. He reported his father, father's interview. He got done for it. Yeah, you're right. This is insane. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, 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 I'm scared for people. Guys, dear, my dear atheist and secular and liberal activists in Pakistan, please take care of yourself. Please stay safe. Uh, we appreciate everything you're doing. We are impressed by the level of. Courage that you guys have, and we hope 
for you for for you to see better days for Pakistan. Okay, um, we're not going to give up hope for Pakistan as much as difficult it is. Uh, please tell us how we could be your voice. You know, leave us comments. Uh, reach out to us. Reach out to Harris. You know, reach out to us and tell us what we. You know, at Secular Jihadist and Harris Sultan Channel and and Atheist Republic, we you know we we're not doing a fraction of what you guys are doing, but if we try to reflect all the all the work that you're doing as much as salute to you guys. I don't know what to do. I can't even imagine. That's a nightmare. For me. Like that would be a nightmare. I don't even know what I could do if I would. People on national TV coming out and promising that they will behead you and they will burn you alive. And it's just so normalized that they should allow that in national TV. You know, I like, I, I imagine, you know, the people come out and say like, oh yeah, well the Republicans would, would do the same thing here if they could. Like imagine, you know, um, you know, as bad as Republicans are, please don't make it seem like these are the same. You know, imagine like guys, imagine if you were in the United States and the burning alive of atheists were being, you know, normalized on, on a major TV channel. Mm. That would not, that is not a normal that the United States would ever see, ever. Mm. You know, so this is, you know, it doesn't so, it's yeah. so common. It's, it's become such a virtuous religious duty for everyone. Just a couple of days ago, there was this woman in Pakistan. She claimed to be a prophet. Uh, so obviously, she's some, I don't know who knows what's going on in her head, but um, the problem with Prophethood is that sooner or later you have to advertise it. But advertising that in a country like Pakistan, that's an instant death sentence for you. Not by the police or, or courts, but by people. So the, the, the word got out that she is claiming prophecy. A huge mob uh, turned up at her house, uh, but someone called the police as well. And that police officer came out and he did something really clever. Let me show you. He initially he saw that we're like, oh, look at this. If the police is like this, then what else can you expect from these guys? But he actually did a really good job. He actually calmed the mob down by pretending, or not pretending, maybe he believes in that too, but whatever. Uh, the woman survived that onslaught of that mob thanks to this fiery speech delivered by the police officer.
کی تفتیش کا اللہ کے فضل و کرم سے اللہ کے حاضر میں جانتے ہیں اور آپ کو یقین دلاتا ہوں ان شاء اللہ تعالیٰ اس معلومہ کو کیسے کر جاتا
so high that people will not just kill them. So whatever someone's crime is, if you just go and kill them, now that tribe is now has to be answerable to the entirety of your tribe and also its united, right? And that is why at some point the Qurayshis decided to kill Muhammad and to be able to not have this major reaction, the day that they decided to kill Muhammad, they all had to do it together. So it wasn't like if one person went there and killed Muhammad, right? Then all the tribes of you know would be united against that one person and against their tribe. So to make sure that they they basically did a NATO. They're like, okay, let's not have one person kill it. Let's all go show up at his house and we all everybody stabs him together so nobody can come back at us because there's too many of us to retaliate. So that's the night that Muhammad uh, did his migration to Medina the yeah, night that, that he so came to um, That was like the ten years later. I know, but they had to. And I know, but they had to come up. This was the thing that they had to solve. They wanted to kill him, but this was in their way, so that they had they had to come up with a scheme to bypass to make this not cost him. But it's not about. It wasn't about them being civilized. So it was more about the cost associated with. I'm sure yeah. if there were more of the head of the tribe, which was Abu Talib. I'm sure if they were motivated enough. So what that also shows that, you know, they could not rile people up, but they could not, because they were more civilized, they could not motivate everyone up um, to to go and kill Muhammad. In Pakistan, all you have to do is, hey, that guy blasphemes, yeah, you, 200 people will turn back to your house. These people are so blinded by their religion that it, it doesn't take a lot to convince them, them, um, them that, uh, you know, this is you know, when you were telling the story, I, I, I actually thought that too. I was like, oh, you know, that's a good example. Uh, okay, let's move on. Let's wrap this up. Okay, okay. So we have another question. This is, this is from Rob. So Rob is asking, what is Sarah Hader doing now that she's no longer part of XMA? I actually didn't know that she's not low, low like She just left the, yeah, she tweeted, I think, a couple of weeks ago that uh, after after a very long and wonderful time with XMNA, I'm stepping down as a director or something like that. Really? I mean, and, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't felt like her heart was into it. To yeah, I think they, I think XMNA kind of fizzled out. I, I just don't see much from them. And what are you at? I think they got busy with other stuff. Yeah, I think like I think Sarah Hader is more interested in doing intellectual things beyond Islam-related stuff. Which is why I get it. It's true, right? Yeah. So let me let me see what she's. And I think that's why that's why I never felt like she had the same passion for it. I think maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. So yeah, she didn't say much. She just said it's been an honor and however right. That's yeah, okay, so announcement after nearly 10 years of service, XMNA co-founder Sarah Hader has chosen to step down as the organization's executive director. Okay, well, what is she doing? Let's, see. Let's go promote what she's doing. So she's going to be active somewhere else, right? So she's writing. Yeah, yeah, so she's now, here's the answer, here's the answer to the question. Okay. What is she doing? She's she's writing at sarahader.substack.com. So guys, go check out her Sarah Hader's writing on Substack. And she's podcast. Oh, she's podcast. Wait, I thought she didn't like podcasting. She's, am I remembering someone else? I thought she had. She said something against podcasting. Well, I guess she. But she's doing podcasting too, guys. You can go listen to Sarah Hader at special. What is it? A special place. Dot com. 
and you could read her writing at sarahader.substack.com. So guys, Sarah Hader, she's very smart. She has some really, really good takes. Um, I remember, I haven't been following what she's done for a while, but I remember that every time she had a take on something, it was very intelligent, it was very nuanced, and, and also very unique. Um, so if you enjoy following somebody with really good takes on stuff, I don't know what she's covering these days. Let's see well, what the topic is. I saw this, uh, Sarah Hader, doing, with, uh, doing this podcast with Coleman Hughes. Um, so I don't know if this is a because I, I it came up on my feed somewhere this one but I don't know if this is permanent or she was just a guest it's opinions like yeah. us so, yeah yeah I I don't know what that is I I didn't get a chance to watch it if you're a regular there are they talking about oh dating gender and racism that's what she's talking about all right so my guest today is Sarah and Megan Thorne who's co-host of the podcast special oh Sarah Sharon Megan and I talk about the difficulty of dating in New York when you have heterodox politics. What the hell? Landscape. Oh, okay. Special well, I mean, oh, it's a hot topic these days. Yeah, I know. Special place. We should do that too. We should set up a couch and stuff. What is. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Okay, here we are. Okay, now we know. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there it is. So, a special place in hell. Megan, Dom, and Sarah Hader. Special Place in Hell by Sarah Hader and... What is she talking about? Thirty episodes. There is a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. Madeline Albright. Oh, no. Wait, host, I don't like that quote. That's a, that's a horrible quote. Are they celebrating their quote? Yeah, <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, are, are they saying that ironically or are they celebrating? I don't know. Let me read the next one. The hosts, Megan, Tom, and Sarah Hader are two very different women separated by a generation and are also... And also wildly divergent life choices. Both Tara and Megan feel that our discourse is fucked, too crucified, too performative, and increasingly separated from reality. This podcast will offer an alternative to the nonsense of space to think differently about culture, society, and especially sex. Specifically, mm-hmm. what's good about it? What's bad about it? Okay, so yeah, it's just lifestyle, it's just dating, it's just... No, no, I, no, I, you know what? I like the name because the name comes from that quote, right? And they like, I think that's too, that quote is too identity politics, right? Like, yeah. why would you, uh, uh, it's a, it's yeah, a, but it's I think it's too tribal. Yeah. And they just, they're, they're like, they, they are, the name, the, the way I'm understanding it is that the podcast is a special place in hell. Like, they're okay, they're going to own that. You know what I mean? So they're not going to play into the polit- identity politics of that quote. And they're just like gonna go go podcast from that special place in hell. Yeah, that's clever. I like that name. That's a very yeah. But I think name. it's about, yeah. But I mean, it's again one. Of, it's another one of those like that sounds like a dating show mod where it's like coming from a ultra feministic viewpoint. I don't know. I haven't listened to it, but, no, but that quote, that counter- yeah, she, she. I think they're countering that. I think I think what they're doing is providing an alternative that is not that. Really? Yeah, yeah, because they're they're owning the special place in hell. Oh, okay. So they're, they're yeah, yeah, right. Okay. I I no, no, no. I think there's a look. Okay, good. That's good. Yeah. I got. I got to listen. To a couple Ooh, of somebody said there's pushing transphobia. Wow. The turfs. The turfs. Are they gonna say the turfs? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I don't I don't like this term. Like I mean, these phobias, these words are just thrown around so carelessly and casually. 
which puts off a lot of people. Yeah. We need to talk about Anna as well from the Young Turks. Did you see how they went off at her? Yeah. The Young Turks, the Young Turks have been so woke for the last five years or so that Anna took offense to the fact that people were saying, we need to call you a birther, a uterus owner, or something like that. She said, no, I just want to be referred to as a woman. Fair fucking enough. Right? Why do these times, men don't come after us and they call us things like, hey, call yourself a digger so you carry a dick. You know, um, <laughs> I, actually, I, I disagree with you. And I think Anna was being also uh, ridiculous. Nobody is telling, nobody is calling, going and telling people they're calling people that. Nobody's calling people that. Like, she's nobody? like, I don't want to call that. I mean, but that, look, I mean, nobody's coming to Anna and calling her that. I think she was responding to a tweet from that. But is this happening in your daily life? Like, people are coming, like, what is, what is the term that she didn't like? Uh, better. Yeah, okay, like, are, you, are people coming to you and calling you, like, hey, birther? No, no, that's not what I'm look at it. I mean, it's like there's, there's a lot that happens in the world of social media, and then it filters down to our real life. So what it seems like, the way, the direction the society is going towards, it's decided on social media first. So if, if something happens on social media, then it's happening. So, it, it, you know, like, all of these atheist, religious, ex-Muslim, all of that, all of those conversations are taking place on social media. I mean, I've never run into a person in my real life where I say, oh, hey, by the way, are you a Muslim? Are you an atheist? Are you an ex But that, this has value. If, if someone, if we see that happen frequently enough on social media, then I think she deserves the right to comment on it. Okay, I don't like the sense she has, she deserves the right to comment. Like, who's challenging her right? Okay. Huh? But there are people. Right? The birthday, haven't you heard this? No, listen, listen, I'm talking about something else, right? I think it's the saying that she has the right to say that is the laziest defense of it because I I have the right to be racist as well. You know what I mean? Like, make tell us why her point is correct, not the fact that she has the right to say it. You no, I do think her point is right. No, no, I do think her point is right. I yeah, was only responding yeah. to the point that you were saying. No, no, I was responding to your point when you said that. Oh, who's telling that to her in the oh, real? No, I know, but yeah, but I wasn't challenging her right. No, like who's challenging her right? If, if you're disagreeing with somebody and saying that her point is not valid, that's not you challenging their right to say it. So you saying that okay, they well, have okay, the we're, we're diverging. Okay, we get your point. Fair enough. We get your point. But, but let's just discuss the actual topic. So the actual topic is she's well, she's she's okay. She's right to say I don't want to be called that. I don't want to be called a birther. I don't want to be called a cis woman or whatever. I'm just a fucking woman. Yeah, but like, can you really control what people say? Like, I think that will count, that will backfire. You're like signaling to people, don't call me this. That's exactly an invitation for people to call you that. But the whole of trans, no, but the whole of trans movement is all about call me this. Yeah, and look at how it works. People, no, like, they, no, they have made some really good points as well. Like, for example, they have convinced a lot of, even people leaning towards conservative side, they've convinced a lot of people, other than obviously people who are too invested in this pronoun shit, so, um, they have managed to convince a lot of people that it's okay, okay, you want me to call you such and such, I'll call you that. It, it, it doesn't hurt me, it doesn't cost me anything. That's a common decent thing to do. And a lot of people are Exactly. The point is that when you make a request, right? And you tell people your preferences, and the dicks will reject it, and the people who want to be nice will accept it, right? You can't go out and demand things. 
like within the trans movement as well, right? The trans trans people are like, here are my preferred pronouns. Okay, I want to be nice. I want to be a gentleman. I want to be a decent. I don't want to be an a hole. I was like, okay, I'll call you whatever you want. Easy. It's easy. It doesn't cost me anything. Okay. Somebody else like, I refuse. They, you know, you can't, you can't. That guy is just gonna say, you can't stop the guy. And you going out like, no, you must. That's gonna backfire. Let that guy signal to the world that he's a dick or she's a dick. Let, let him sig- let her or him signal that. Okay. So it's fine. No, but we're trying to normalize it. We have to protest. Are you done? You know, you're not understanding what I'm saying at all. I'm understanding. I, I, I get it. You're, you're going, you're going by the point that you're saying that okay, well, it would happen. No. It's going to backfire. People are going to call you even more of that kind of like blasphemy. Or maybe no, 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 no. We're not going to let normalize. We're going to make our case and advertise vibration of it. But you showing your sensitivity about a certain thing and make going as far as making demands instead of requests. That part backfires. That part is going to encourage people to come at you harder, right? So there are right ways to normalize this, and there are wrong ways to normalize this, right? So, you know, for example, Anna has every she could identify herself as a woman, and if other people identify herself as something else within a woman, she could be like, "Well, I do not accept that. That's not what I call myself. And you're wrong." But if you go out and you show your weak spots and you demand of people that try to tell them that. Uh, this is you must do. Then you are going to. It's going to backfire. You actually going to normalize the opposite because people like to poke at your weaknesses, and you are displaying them. So the trans right here, the thing, the trans right has been successful, but I, in many ways. But I don't think that the demand, the request for pronouns, proper pronouns, has been okay. But I think that actually it would have done better if it wasn't so woke and sensitive about. Um, going out and making demands, like for example, if the trans movement wants to go and make certain pronouns, it hasn't. But if it ever goes and tries to make certain pronouns in illegal to use, that's actually going to set it backward. Like it's going to show, like, oh no, we're going one. Sorry, I get, I get all of that, but I'm just saying, let's have a look. Let's let's just stick to the topic of what yeah. what, what she did. Look at this. So she was called a Bertha. She said, I, I think now now it was pretty Mahir, and you're saying. That okay, well, she should not have said it. She should not be making the demands. She should be requesting it. Okay, well, come on, man. We can't really go that deep into it. I mean, there will always be people who say things differently. So, anyway, so she, this is what she said I'm a woman. Please don't ever refer to me. Look, she said this is more like a request. To me. Please don't ever refer to me as a person with a uterus, birthing person, or person who menstruates. How do people not realize how degrading this is? You can support the transgender community. Without doing this shit, I think this is okay. a very polite way of doing it. I, I just don't see anything wrong. Okay, I think this would have come across a lot better if instead of showing that she's hurt, she was. But you're not. You're not gonna let me make a point. Like you're not. What are you? I'm you listening. Have, I mean, I think you're just. You're you don't even know what I'm gonna say. You don't even know what I'm gonna say. You're you're, you're discussing the tone, basically. You, you're I have The central argument still the same. The central argument still the same. Oh, I think you know, this is you. You have already prejudged me without waiting to finish my argument. I'm going to say something new, okay? So I think that this would have come across better if she was making fun of people who were saying these things. Instead of, I'm just, it's just a marketing tactic, right? So instead of showing that she's been hurt and she has been degraded and she has been insulted, I think she should have gone on the attack mode and insulted them 
and humiliated them and make fun of them. That would have been even worse. It would have been even worse. Then. then, then she would have definitely been called, and a lot of people would have believed that she's a she, she, she's turned into a trans transphobe. Yeah. Transphobe. Well, I, I don't care. I don't care if people call you a transphobe and, and take, talk to you about does. attack rather than being on the defense and be like, oh my god, poor me. What is your? I just don't understand. So no, what? what no, no, I'm just. People are calling me things that I don't like. Oh, I, don't even, I don't even know what you're trying to do here. Seriously. Like, I mean, she has said, don't call me that. And this is someone who has picked a lot of fights over the years with the conservative with the people, with the, with the people on the right, a whole LGBTQ community. And she says, okay, don't call me this. And then all of these people are just attacking her. And this is what makes all, all these, uh, you know, these trans activists, these radical trans activists, this is what makes them so unattractive and unappealing. This is the reason why a lot of this, you know, we're talking about her tone, how she should have approached it. No, I think she did everything right. Right. What these trans activists do by going what about this? What about what, what these trans? No, no, there's no what about it. It's, it's fine. I think she did whatever. You can, you can pick holes in everything that anyone ever says. You, you can say, well, he should have said it like that, he should have done this, you can do that. No, okay, I mean, she's got half a million followers, she's, she's been in the in the limelight for, for a very long time. I think she knows how to deal with, um, with with people, I think she knows. But my point is, trans movement, they're the ones who are sitting on the outskirts of normality. Now, I'm not saying the word as in like they're abnormal, but I'm saying this is something that's not a part of this of our, of our social fabric. It's still something new. So they have to convince people to be a bit more accepting towards people of other genders. So the way they go about it, the way they attack people, it's just so off-putting. And this is the reason why, you know how Anna, I think a lot of these people are celebrating. They're like, yeah, finally Anna has uh, woken up. Finally she's responded to this thuggery of uh, these trans activists. What are you doing? This is not a. You're talking about their tone. I mean, I think it's the trans community, not not the whole trans community. We we have we have trans community. Um, we have Joanna. Like she's she's one of the most wonderful person I've ever spoken to. Um, but these few trans, this this radical trans activists, the way they go about it, they believe if we're gonna harass people, we're gonna shout at them, we're gonna threaten to cancel them or get them canceled. You made the same point like two different ways, and I think you completely missed my point because you keep telling me that no, you completely, completely missed my point because you keep telling me that she's right and you don't understand what I'm saying. I did, I wasn't saying whether she was right or wrong. I'm just saying about. Right. I know how you, you, your argument and how you, 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 you make your rant that was like three different. I'm listen to your rant. Well. Your whole argument is about one thing. Your whole argument is like she should not have done it like that. She should have done it like that. That's your whole argument. You not saying I'm not. See, you don't even still don't understand what I'm saying. Okay, you still don't understand what I'm saying. No, I'm I don't. Saying, like, okay, then don't forget it. I made my point. I was just talking about the same point that she's making. There was a strategic, I'm just talking about whether strategically how she could have said it. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I'm just. That's what I just said that you said that she should have done it differently. That's what I just said. And that's what I said like five minutes ago when you were talking. You just, you just, you're saying, but you're responding to me by saying she's right. What she said was right. That's not, yeah, this is, you, you get caught up with one 
a word and you go like, oh, right. He said the word right. It means he thinks that I'm wrong. No, this is a conversation that's taking place. You don't just latch on to one particular word. I got your point the very first sentence, the, the, the very first time you said your first sentence, you should not have said it like this. You said, okay, she, first you said polite or you should have yeah. requested it. Then the second time there you said that she should have gone in more of a packing mode. That's what you said. It's not like I'm not saying that this is the my way is the right way. She should have done this. I'm just saying this. I think it would have been more effective if she had done it this way. Have you ever Okay, fine. That's fine. Effect. I think she's pretty effective. Well, here, it's, here it didn't work out for her. I'm sorry to no, say dude, that. Look at the number of lights. No, I mean, look oh, at no, that's how you measure. That's how you measure it. That's how how, how measure. else would you measure? How el- how else would you measure? Look look at this. this. She got okay okay okay. Let's let sorry let, let me show you. So of course there are. Uh, hang on, sorry. Let, let let me show you. There are let's say usually the comments are the people people who are upset and angry. She got twenty one thousand comments, and these most of them are people who are upset, angry, attacking her. One hundred and twenty seven point three k people who liked it. Twenty seven point seven million people probably saw it or something. So this was a very engaging tweet. So, fair enough. I mean, it did, it did go okay, but my question to you was, the, the reason why I brought it up, I wanted, I, I wanted to see that, which you initially, if you go back to see that, when I said that, okay, look at Anna. Anna had developed this, or had established this reputation of being very woke. You know, like with Dave Rubin and all these other conservative people who, who, who switched sides, who, who went, you know, totally wacky. Get it, get it. But, but Anna, going after Anna, my, my comment to you was, instead of, okay, we've, we've gone through that, but, like, do you think this is appropriate behavior by this radical trans activist going after someone like her? But radical trans activists, of course not. What do you think? Well, no. That's what I wanted to comment on. Yeah, of course, of course. We know, we know what the mob is like. I know these are, I know what these people are like. Okay? They come to me, okay? Um, I'm a transphobe in their okay? I thought that's given. I thought we know. Uh, this is like we're, what we're working on. Maybe people don't understand that that's what I also, maybe I should explain that more, okay? So I, I'm not on the side of the, the, the radical activists, okay? And I also don't, I believe most trans people are not on the side either, right? Uh, all I'm saying is that I think that she could have made the same point from a position of strength, right? And a position of, maybe I'm wrong, right? The exact same point, I'm, last point, I'm, last time I'm going to say this, that she attacked, going on the attack mode, I preserve that as, preserve that as more strong, um, rather than like, oh, look at me, I'm being, you know, humiliating and attacking that your opposition is, to me, personally, maybe it's a take comes across better than, um, look what they're doing. We're different industries, though, but you, but you also got to say, I mean, the way why some atheist activists respond by blaspheming or desecrating uh, these holy figures and holy books is different, especially in the case of Islam, because, you know, you, you get executed for doing that. So there's, a, so there's a different way of doing it, and obviously it's a bit more extreme. But she, she has preached people for a very long time to be careful of people's sensibility and all that. So yeah, that's why... Make, in a a circle, like, we both need a point. Okay, 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 maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I just, it's just a personal... It's just a personal... Maybe I'm wrong. All right. What else? Uh, well, we got a super chat. I just want to read this. Other question. Uh, That's for you. Said, oh, yeah. So we say, Ya Ali Madad. What is this? Mola Ali. 
Mola Ali. Oh, Mola, Mola, Mola. Mola Ali. Did I say Mola, yeah? Mola Ali? Yes, yes, yes. It's hard for me to read it in English. I see it again in Arabic. Mola, yeah. Mola Ali. Well, you know, Ali, back in the United States. Yeah. Um, so that was bad. Let's go. Okay, so let's go to this. Oh, by the way, before I read the last picture question, D is saying we are covering this too on the news in, in a few hours. I think it's about that Pakistani crying people. But D, actually, today, um, we delayed the public news by one day, so it's not going to be in a few hours. Because in a few, the reason why we delayed the official public news by one day is because in a few hours I'm going to be a guest on Talk Heathen on the ACA. Heathen. It's a dream of mine that the atheist community of Austin, the the show that is famous for Matt Dillon to be Matt Dillon to left there, right? But now I'm going to be a co-host. There. Guys, go to, go check out the Talk Heathen. Uh, YouTube channel. I am going to be a guest there in a few hours. Oh, so, go check that out. Yeah. You see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Okay, there we go. Right, right. What, uh, what about Atheist Experience? Are they linked with Atheist Experience? No. That's different. Yeah, that, this is it's the same company. It's the same company. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, but the right. Atheist Experience is about people calling in about um, yeah. their belief. You know, challenging you about believing God and stuff like that. But talk even is more news related. Hmm. So yeah, show your screen. What? Have it? Show my screen. Oh, sorry. Yes, sorry. Give me a second. So, so this is this is what we're talking about. Yeah, this is me. This. This is it. Life Sunday. Go home to see. Go home to see the. Go to home. Yeah, go lower. Oh, there, there it is. is. Yes, I'm already waiting. A couple of hours. A couple of hours. Yeah. Not 4 a.m. for me. No, nah, it's not a couple of hours. It's still like six hours. Six hours. Six hours. So yeah, guys, I'm gonna be gonna be live there. Come and check out. Check me out there. Check you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check you out. All right. I think we we for the first time ever we're gonna finish it under two hours. Oh no, hang on. You go one more question. Yeah. yeah. So he's asking, what are your thoughts about the situation in Sudan? The country was flirting with democracy, but now an Arab militia group responsible for atrocities in Darfur seems to have taken control. And here is the news associated with that. I don't know what the hell is happening in Sudan right now. But come on. Yeah, there we go. So it says, dozens killed as fighting between Sudan military rivals into the second day. Uh, fierce fighting across Sudan entered the second day. Guys, have you heard about this? Like, a no. uh, second day as months of tensions between parliamentary groups and the country's ar- army erupted in, into violence. Eyewitnesses in the capital told CNN that fighting intensified after Sunday morning prayers with loud noises and explosions. Okay, what? Well, give me the analysis. Sudan's parliament, uh, parliamentary chief, Mohammed uh, Hamdan Dagalo uh, claims to have seized most of. Okay, where's the analysis? Analysis! Walkie! Um, no, he has. What is it? Sudan's army accused the rapid support forces of traitorous fighting against the country and has demanded uh, dissolution. There will be no negotiations or dialogue between the dissolving. Okay, where's the. Where's the analysis of the political climate? The military has been in charge of Sudan since oh here yeah, it's fine, right? uh, since a coup in 2021 with Burhan and, and 
Dagalo at the helm. The 2021 crew ended a power-sharing arrangement following the 2019 um, um, of the of long-term former president Omar al-Bashir. Yes, okay. A CNN investigation also un- uncovered another link between the two men, their involvement in Russia's exploitation of Sudan's gold resources to fund its Ukraine war, with the Gallo's forces also being key recipients of Russian training and weaponry. Wow. But recent talks have led to cracks in the alliance between the two military leaders. The negotiations have sought to uh, integrate the rapid support forces into the country's military as part of the effort to transition to civil rule. Sources in Sudan's civilian uh, movement and Sudanese military sources told CNN the main points of contention included the timeline for the merger of the forces, the status given to RS. F officers in the future hierarchy. Okay. Um. The host. Okay. The hostilities. The ho- what, what? The hostility sources told CNN are the culmination of what both parties view as a potential fight for dominance. Um. One with Borhan, they said seeking support for Sudan. Okay. So they're just fighting over power. I don't know what analysis to give them. Do you have any mm. takes on that? Yeah, that seems like a good thing. Just uh. See, do you have any takes on this yourself? I don't have any. I don't I have, have any takes. Yeah, I have nothing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems it. like it just. Well, all I know is that we were seeing some. We were very optimistic about where Sudan could be heading, and then it didn't happen. So that's the only thing I remember from having. Yeah, but D, do you have any hot takes yourself? Because I got nothing. I just. I, like, I just. I I got nothing, but I've got something that I want to. Well, D, if you have any takes yourself, please. Look at this camera. I just and. You look down and it just went down. <laughs> Don't do anything cheeky. <laughs> if you start playing with yourself, the camera would know. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. Do you, do you play with yourself while you're like playing? You Sometimes. No, no, no. I saw, I saw this video. There is a traitor. There is a traitor man who's leaking our men, men's secrets to women. There's this woman. She does these things, yeah? She creates these videos and, and she talks about some really obvious things. That apparently women understood it differently to what it actually was. For example, there was this video that said that, you know, men don't actually scratch their balls. They do this. And that's so true. <laughs> Sometimes when you get an itch, you don't, you, you're not scratching it. You're doing this. <laughs> it's so true. But, but nobody knew. Only men know this. So it's like a men's secret. Kind of like an open men's secret. Um, anyway. So, I mean, yes, I, just, I, I do do that sometimes. I just realized right now that yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah, because it was just it's just too much pressure for the whole thing there. Like why yeah. would it just <laughs> no? But no, actually, it leaves you as well, kind of like the relief you get when you when you scratch yourself where you have an itch. But it's not an itch; it's like something I don't know what that is. But sometimes, yeah. So sometimes, yeah, I do do it. When my hand goes down, it may be good. So, so yeah, but I'm safe. I don't have your camera. It's not gonna follow me. <laughs> your it's gonna your your camera's gonna follow you. Okay. Speaking of balls, no balls I will try to remember. Speaking of balls, <laughs> I um so someone actually actually not starting with it. Don't don't include this serious news story. Um, so someone sent me a message. Uh, I believe he's a homosexual patron of mine. Uh, sent me a message on Instagram. And he was quite upset and sad uh, because he came to know about 
this new legislation that's been passed in Ugandan parliament, which is worse than the Taliban. So now, at least in these Muslim countries, you are not prosecuted as long as you don't act on your homosexuality, right? If you're if you're gay, you know you're gay. You don't. You're not. You're not actually. You're not prosecuted until you act or perform a homosexual act. But now, according to this new law in Uganda that's just been passed in the Ugandan parliament, it actually criminalizes even identifying yourself as LGBTQ, and it also includes imposing death penalty for some of the offenses. So, Ugandan lawmakers on Tuesday approved some of the world's harshest anti-gay laws, making some crimes punishable by death and imposing up to 20 years in prison for people identifying as LGBTQ. So, um, according to the bill, death penalty can be invoked for cases involving aggravated assault, uh, homosexuality, a broad term used the legislation to describe sex acts committed without consent or under duress uh, annually. Um, but, in this new legislation, it, co- it co- just constitutes a further crackdown on LGBTQ people in a country where sex relations were already punishable by life and targets an array of activities and includes a ban on promoting and abetting homosexuality as well as conspiracy to engage in homosexuality. Um, so, yeah, that's just worse, I guess, because now you could actually be put in prison for saying that you're a homosexual, but you haven't committed a homosexual act, for you to say that, hey, I am a homosexual, and then that could influence someone else, or that could encourage other homosexuals to come out of, uh, come out of the closet. So basically, they've said, shut up, don't even talk about it, don't even say, don't, don't even utter these words that you're so this is nothing. How do you see it? Like, I mean, is that a is that a fair comparison with the Taliban? Like to say that this is worse than how? Yeah, I mean, but a major part of the law is not just what's in the books, but the execution of it. How much? I think the Taliban is worse. It could still, I mean, I don't know. Could still be worse because um, the follow through of the law. We have to see how, how that is well. because we know Taliban has the more of a history of going of brutality and following. You know, for example, if you wanted, if you just look at what's what's in the books, you know, Pakistan looks more brutal than Iran, for example, with the blasphemy. But then, if you look at the execution of the laws, then Iran looks a lot more brutal than Pakistan because people get pissed in Pakistan, but in Iran, they actually follow through, right? So I think the 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 level of enforcement needs to be part of the country. Yeah, and also. Mobs in Pakistan are far worse than I don't. I don't think there are any mobs. I've never heard of any mobs in Iran of anyone of any religious. Discipline. Yeah, I'm comparing the governments. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I get your point. That you're, right. yeah, yeah. Could be no, we don't have mob lynching, but we have acid spraying in people's faces. We have yeah. we have people attacks on girls' schools. I don't know if you know about that. No, I didn't. Oh, really? Okay, we need to cover that next time. So, school girls are constantly being chemically attacked by religious on, on basically on a weekly basis. But anyway, just like always, the main motivation to this homophobia is to protect, quote unquote, our church culture. And um, so the objective of the bill was to establish a comprehensive and enhanced legislation to protect traditional family values, their diverse culture, faith, and by pro- prohibiting any form of sexual relations between persons of the same sex and 
uh, promotion or recognition of sexual relations persons of the same. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a church culture, it's Christianity. We have Vikram waiting to come up. Okay, by the way, guys, okay, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, so we have uh, YouTube channel members for Sister Goddess. I posted a link recently on the community tab, but today we're only going to bring Vikram up because we only have five minutes. But if you want to come, Vicky is here. Yeah. So again, um, link is in the community tab for Secular Jihadists. Only members uh, available to members, and Vikram is a member, so he's here to talk to us. Hey! I've seen Vicky for a while. Hey guys, how are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing good too. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you guys a question about, I don't know if you guys saw Destiny's debate with Milo Yiannopoulos. I'm sure that was up. No, not yet. I really wish I had time to watch that. Tell us about it. I, I won't spoil it, but I'll just do like an uh, idea no, of what happened. With Okay. I don't know if I've been able to watch it. Okay, so Milo, I, Milo was trying to copy Mustafa Hitchens' style. Like, he began by what? doing that. You know when Hitchens would do that, how dare you, like, people were dying there, how dare you do this and all that. Like, that's that style that Hitchens used. Milo yeah. used that as well. He did the same type of, um, he did the same type of, but then it's like, it didn't work well in Milo, did it? And uh, Milo was on some drugs. So I don't know what drugs he was on, but he was very clearly on something. Yeah, he began the opening statement by telling Destiny like uh, something about his son, I can't remember what, and then saying like how like Destiny's son. Yeah, Destiny's What? And then, and then like he said something about how like uh, look at what liberal atheists are doing. Like with Destiny, he lets his wife be used by other men, and like how dare he have such little respect for her that he lets her like. Yeah, like an object, like, he gets fucked by everybody. That's they all go for that, like whether they're Muslims or whatever, they they all go for the same thing. But yeah, but I, I think yeah, Destiny is just next level. Like I mean, he is so smart and he's so quick with it. Um, everything that I've seen so far, to be honest, like I hadn't watched him before. Like I was so indulged in this ex-Muslim content that I never actually got to see him. Uh, but everything that I've seen. Of him, he's just—he's he's just too clever. Like I haven't come, I haven't run into any interaction of his where he's—he can't defend himself. He just so casually just keeps destroying them. You know, like all those people. Just like, what, what's with this? Like they, they sit down like this and they're like, oh, put sunnies on, and then they sit down like this and they go, okay, so let me tell you something. He's like, what the hell? You just want to give them a backhand? Like, Shut up, talk like a normal person. This is—they're all—they're they're all Andrew Tate wannabe. But they're not as quick-witted as Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate's clever. Uh, but no, Destiny is... I don't know, I want to see it now. Like, I could have bookmarked it. Yeah, if you guys just want to see, like, a short clip of it, like, Al Kalinsky has, like, one clip where, like, Milo insults him and Destiny is him back with another insult. Yeah. Um, was, I forgot the title of it. If you look up Destiny by Kalinsky, you'll see it. But, mm, okay. yeah, I don't know. It was, like... I'm not watching. I'm not watching. I'm not watching while I'm working. I'm playing practice. You know, I just have so many things to watch. Man, There's so much content. It's becoming so hard to keep up with everything, given how much stuff is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll We'll talk about it next week, I think. Because yeah, I'll I'll watch it. I think it's only about fifty minutes. So. Fifty? Okay, I'll watch. Actually, no, it's two hours. No, no, the full debate is two hours. The version. Yeah. What was very strange in that debate though was that Milo is no longer a free speech guy. He was defending killing blasphemers. These guys are oh, not. These conservatives, somebody told me, like, these conservatives, they're not free speech absolutists. They don't respect free speech. They, that, was their only talking point. that was their only talking point 
when they were being shut down by the by the far left, then they became these champions of free speech. It was always like this. Though. Yeah, it was exactly. Always like exactly. These conservative people for the for the last two thousand years they've been shutting people down. Now, when they lost their power and they lost their tongue because they can no longer sh- shut us down, they said, "Oh, you look at these woke, these woke people." No, 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 no. These folks are like you know they're anti free speech. They cancel us. No bullshit. Wokes may cancel you, but you've been beheading people for the last two thousand years. There's no comparison. If these guys had it their way, they 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 will um they, they will start killing the prostates. They will start throwing homosexuals off the rooftops. They would not forget about transgender. There'll be nothing. There'll be nothing. Conservative people, by definition, conservative means that they don't want any change. They don't want any change. They want the change of a liberals. By definition, of those who want to improve, who want to challenge the status quo. That's the very definition. Everything that you see around you is thanks to liberals. Everything you see otherwise would still be living with the morality of 2,000 years ago. And that's what these people glorify. That's what these people want. So, yeah, they, they were never free speech advocates. They were only free speech advocates. They only remember that when they're free speech advocates. You, uh, there was this guy called, used to be active two years ago, called Erfin Carl. And he's like far right. I remember watching his videos, and he said in like plainly, transparently, and honestly told that for us, um, free speech is a train that we hop on until we get to our destination. But we don't believe, like he was saying, like we don't actually. I hope you guys understand, we don't actually believe in free speech. Uh, we these people, these degenerates. We don't even think that they should be cancelled. We believe that once we have the power, we should show up at their home in their sleep and just, you know, I'm not going to say the rest because YouTube might think I'm saying it, but he said something to that, you know, about the the You debated like that, right? Yeah, I did. But that's what he did. That's what he believed. This is like, we we don't actually, you know, this is not our thing. Free speech is not our thing. We're just now to support it because now we are free seven. Yeah, these people like Milo Yiannopoulos, these idiots don't get it. Like, this is why like, I just never understand, like, Milo Yiannopoulos and Dave Rubin, I mean, the, the, the boat that they're on, if they don't get off that, uh, uh, any pier soon, they will drown. Because the, 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 the final destination is conservative Christendom. And homosexuals will never be accepted there. Never. No matter how conservative they tend to, uh, yeah, yeah. to, to tend. <clears throat> Uh, pretend to be, but it's it just never gonna end well for them. It's all, no. it's only gonna end well for a white Christian straight man. That's it. Even, even, even Christian women are gonna be on the losing end. Like all these Christian women, these conservatives who wear these tiny little shorts and they hold these uh, guns in the wild west of America or, 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 or the, or in the south of the Bible Belt. They, they will not be like that too. They, they, they will end up looking like those, those Amish people. They just don't get it. Everything that they have that they are reaping or, or enjoying the fruits of, it's it's thanks to the liberal world order. That's what enables them. Mm. One thing that was quite strange. Wait, 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 wait. We need, we're over time now. So can you uh, last one? Okay, uh, I'll, I'll bring up a different. Uh, just like the final point. I was say question wanted to ask Bobby. I was seeing you talk that his debate Paris and the Anaspirian tweet. Oh my god, oh. don't bring us No, no, I'll bring you to like, I'll even, I will use them, but I'll bring you, like, I want to go back. Okay, okay, um, okay. Do you, 
do you think that uh, non-binary gender is valid? Non-binary when it comes to gender, everything is valid as long as we want it to be valid. Gender is like a social, like gender is not biology. Sex is biology, right? So it's valid if we wanted it to be. It's kind of like it's kind of like you asking, can we, as as the society, decide to call chairs wall and wall chair for me? I'm like, yes, if we get if we really wanted to, why not? But you, you know recognize that in a different society we can invent whatever we want, but within the current society we live in, uh, chairs are chairs and walls are walls. Yeah, yeah, but but chairs have not always been chairs. They have different names. Language changes all the time. Language yeah, evolves. Yeah, but all overall, time. it was always somewhat consistent. It was never like a chair has never been a table. Like no, you know, actually, it's not very clear. How do you like? It's, it's actually pretty gray on when the chair stops coming. You know, like there's not these things are not. Okay, what's a what's a for example, what's a human? But you're doing the continuum fallacy thing, the rainbow, like, you know, the you cannot see the you cannot differentiate the borders. Like just because the borders are blurry doesn't mean that uh, they're still different. Like we can recognize that there's multiple ways to be women. While in the past we're very rigid, only cis women were women. Now we recognize yes. trans women are women too. But that doesn't mean yeah. that someone who's like I can identify trans women are not women. Trans women are kind of women. Yeah, yeah, one time. Well, they identify themselves. They're not biological women. I mean, again, that that that. Oh yeah, we're mixing gender and sex. They're females. What say? Are male are male with sex? But when it comes to gender, again, I don't know. Which, I I don't get what you're saying. I I understand that we need. The, I, I'm not throwing away the idea of the. Thing, okay, you're like oh the the fallacy that you're um accusing me of is a fallacy that's throwing away definitions as a whole because we don't have a clear definition. I understand the utility of definitions, even though it don't, it's not, we have gray lines, even though it's a spectrum. I'm not saying we don't use words anymore. I'm just saying it's flexible. We are a society. We are flexible about how we can use words, given the utility that it has. Like if it, we go with the highest utility of the definition. And if, if time passes, the utility change, we could adjust the definitions accordingly. Yeah. These no, words don't have any value, I'm sure. Rick, tell me, what, why do people get caught up on this? Like, I just don't understand the, the end game. I, I understand the end game from people who, who insist on saying that I am a trans woman. I understand that they're not, they're, they're not finding themselves comfortable with their biological sex. So they don't be, they don't want to behave like a man. I can understand that. To behave like a man is also, a lot of that is, the social construct. I, mean, I give that example all the time. Like, um, you know, like we don't, women wear special kind of clothes, they have longer hair, we don't have that. Like, I mean, a lot of these things have become norms. Um, and different cultures used to have different standards. So I understand that, but I don't understand those people who get caught up on that, what's the definition of this and that. We understand the biological definition. I understand that it, it has implications. For example, okay, if you identify yourself as a woman, now, should you use women's locker room? Should you go to women's prison? I understand those are real problems, and now we can have a conversation about that. But I just don't understand, like, if there's a transgender woman who says, just leave me alone, I'm a trans woman. I just don't understand why people want to have that conversation with them and say, well, hang on a second. What do you mean by you're a trans woman? I just don't understand that. What's the end goal? I think we always need to have our end goal clear. Is it their participation in female sports? Is it that? 
the representation in the female locker rooms and female prison? Is it that? Okay, now that's an interesting conversation. Other than that, there's other people get triggered and other people don't enjoy it. And those yes. are so soft. Yes, those are so soft. This can be overcome very quickly. And I and I see and I have seen a lot of conservative people like actually changing the term tune as well. They're saying, okay, now there are enough trans women out there that you can have a separate category. I remember saying that nearly five years ago that give a separate category, but then the argument from the other side was like, hey, well then there's just going to be two women, it's not going to be trans women, and it's not going to be a real competition. So I was like, okay, but now you have enough trans women, and you should encourage that. So okay. That's the conversation to be had, but I think a lot of people just find joy in that in a nah. Aha, I just I want to tell you that you're not a woman. The the only problem that's happening right now in the more American world is I mean again it's a first world problem, but it is like because it's not as important for me to talk about. But um, short. yeah, yeah. So the problem is that uh, right now what's happening is that so like few like twenty years ago, thirty years ago, like trans people were maybe zero point one percent in the world of the American population, but now they are getting close to ten percent because if we like a lot of these like young college like educated women are identifying as non-binary and saying that because they are non-binary this means they are trans, but this is affecting the way the trans activists are fighting for healthcare rights because now it, it looks like it's a conflict. It's harder to to fight for like oh we need these specific treatments considering the fact that like more more people who identify as trans. Don't have gender dysphoria. Don't need to undergo surgery. Don't need to undergo all that stuff. That's where the problems. Come. Those are you're mixing conversations. Okay, that's a that's a separate conversation from why can't we just call people? Okay, that is like we could do do something and then um, not do other things. The, the the main thing here's the thing. Okay, when it comes to gender, we're talking about identity. We're not just talking about biological facts. We're talking about how people perceive themselves, how they want to be perceived. Okay, and Given that gender is about identity, I think we are okay in giving into the way people are perceived as themselves and one of because we're talking about their identity. So I think it's good to give control to people over how they over their identity. Like why should I have control? Like we can't change biological facts about people. We can't change it, okay? But identity is something that it would be better if an individual has the control over it rather than society have, has the control over it. And given, gen, given that gender refers to someone's identity, I'm in favor of giving that control to the individual. That also, we are moving towards a world where gender as an identity is becoming, because gender, even though it's an identity that is a social construct, is still tied to sex. It's not divorced completely for sex, from sex. So it's somewhat uh, flexible, the part that is uh, tied to the social contract, the, uh, the social construct, and the other part is tied to something um, because it's somewhat co correlated to biological sex, even though it's not one to one. And when, when something is biological and inherent, it's not not that interesting about you. You know what I mean? Like we. We need to do with when, when one identity. We need to move uh, towards a world where someone's sexuality is as important as their ethnicity. I mean, it's always going to be somewhat relevant because of medical and sports related. But we want to judge people and treat people and give importance to people based on characteristics that they don't. They're not born with. 
that 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 is unique to them. Like when you say that I am black or I am white, that's the least interesting thing about you. Okay, we we, don't, we are moving to the world that that's not that important anymore, and we want to do the same thing with sex. So given how we live in, right now, we live in a world where the where gender as an identity is so tied to someone's sex. Um, we want to make this gender identity so diverse and so unique to every individual to the point that it's just individualism. You know what I mean? It's like right now we, we moved from a world where we had two types of code. You went to as a, as a person that is building or constructing the way you perceive yourself and you, the way you build your identity, right? Uh, we, we're, more, we're becoming more and more individualistic. So the, the religion and the country that you belong to is not as important as who you are. Um, that's becoming a lot more diverse and unique to the individual. And when it comes to gender, we were like just one or two, right? One, one, two. But now we're like, okay, let's make this more unique. But at some point, we'll make it so unique that gender di- identity as a whole will be completely abolished. So that's the more direction we're moving to. Because again, what, what you have between your legs and what your DNA chromosomes are like, it's right now we we're we're saying in modern countries that you don't even think about the person that you're talking to whether they're a man or a woman, right? When you're having a conversation with somebody and like she has talking about politics, philosophy, that you know if you just compare to only ten years ago, like ten years ago, the fact that the person is a woman is constantly a reminder in your mind that you're speaking to a woman instead of a man. Now that's less of less of an issue. Like you don't even remember sometimes that this is a woman, just like. Like somebody, like for somebody that lived in Iran and haven't been exposed to black people, the first couple of times I'm having a conversation with a black person, the fact that the person is black is constantly on my mind. But now, after a while, this is not a, because it's not normal. But at some point, you will, like, it becomes so uninteresting to you that the person is a different ethnicity, right? We need to do the same thing with gender. And gender as an identity will be completely abolished. Your sex and gender and identity will not be even tied to each other. Anyways, I want to Okay, let's just wrap this up and we're gonna yeah. uh, the chat yeah. here. So Rick Vikram, what are your thoughts on intersex people? What should I be class- what should I be classified when uterus transplants are viable for cis men? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, sex, right? I don't know, intersex is sort of related to gender. So intersex is a different sex altogether, but he- Yeah, intersex is about biology. It's not about identity. No, but they could go either way, though. An intersex person could either feel more of a man or could feel more of a woman. They go either way. But the way, question though. here's the thing: the question is, what should I be classified? That's that's exactly that's exactly the wrong question. Okay, because you should like we shouldn't decide that. The whole point. No, no, of, I think it's more of a question. No, 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 no. no I, mean, I think he's actually deliberate. That's why he's pointing that out. He agrees with you. I think. Sorry, she, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's pointing that towards Vikram that, okay, like, if you think that, okay, you know, like, you're getting caught up in biology definitely, and you're ignoring these, uh, the, the fact that gender is a social construct, then how would, how, how should he go about, uh, because he's born as an intersex person, what what gender should he, sorry, I, sorry, Gaijin, I, I, I don't know which, what are your pronouns, but, um, yeah, which he. one they go by. He, okay, which, which, which gender he should go by. Because he's intersex now. Um, no, but being intersex doesn't change whether you're a man or a woman, right? That's just like that. Uh, because I'm not, I don't say that uh, men and women are biological. 
think it's social. Uh, my claim was just that it's okay to recognize that men and women are it's like a social thing, that trans women is, is cis women are women, cis men, trans men are men, all that stuff. I was just saying that uh, we already accept them, but I don't see the point in like going further and adding non-binary to this point. Back in the day, people would just be a tomboy or a tomgirl, which is already fine. There's no need to add the label of non-binary because non-binary doesn't provide any equality. But why not? Why not? If if somebody's... Okay, so imagine if we had somebody... Imagine if we had just one person and they had all of the world. That if you ask him, do you identify more as a man or as a woman? The person said, neither really. And and uh, and I and I think it shows because and it shows no, no, the le- sorry, sorry. No, yeah, but let, me, let me just make my point before we highlight this. I mean, that is a person. Okay, so we now have a category of a person. Okay, so now we have people that they feel like they're man. We have people that they feel like a woman. And there's the person. Now we have at least one individual that doesn't feel like they're a man or a woman. So now all of a sudden we have a new category just by a, a one at least one person. So why can't we have that category? What's wrong with having that category? Oh, it depends on where you're talking about. If you're talking about like just some random person identifies as something else, individually it doesn't matter. You can identify as whatever you want. Uh, it depends on when it comes to the consequences of society. So uh, for Washington, I think it's fine. Generally, What's the consequence of society? I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. I know, but the way it comes to sports, then it really matters what your sex is. is that's a different. No, no, see, this is a slippery slope. Go to that thing matters as well. Like, slippery slope. No, Vikram, that's that's not right. No, Vikram, that's a slippery slope. No, we we different definition for your personal. No, but we but Vikram, we recognize this. We recognize the fact that our society evolves. New social norms become normal, and past social norms become archaic and legacy. And norms, and that's how it keeps on going. It keeps on moving. There is no net loss to humanity if we just recognize that there are multiple genders. A, a naturally biologically born man feels like a woman, and vice versa. That's fine. There's no loss to us. That's the conservative way of thinking. That oh, is every woman going to turn into every man going to turn into a trans woman? It's the same argument that they gave for. Uh, the game about homosexuals is if you allow homosexuality, everyone's going to become homosexual. My son's going to be, you know, that, that would that, but it doesn't work that way. We, no, have, to, we that. have to understand one thing. We, Western liberalism, is built on the principle of individual. One person's individuality matters. Their happiness, and we as a society need to ensure that every single individual lives his own life as an individual to the best of his or her ability. That's the goal of it. But if I wake up tomorrow and I tell you, you know what, I don't feel like a man anymore. Not that it's going to happen, because I just because I think these things can be recognized pretty early on. But and I, by the way, I'm not in favor of inclusive surgery or irreversible surgery. Um, pretty early on, I'm not in favor of that. But I'm just saying that you could tell. Right? You could tell whether there's a ten-year-old kid. You could tell whether he's got homosexual tendencies. But I think we're we're, we're dragging one. Of them. Uh, we yeah. can probably talk about it some of the time. I, I don't and know why. Yeah, yeah, you want to highlight this? You want to highlight this? Just to one thing quickly. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not saying trans women are women. No, I think trans men are women. I mean, I think it's a silly thing to ask whether trans men are women because 
it really depends on what context. If someone's talking to you and telling you, hey, I'm a gentleman, use she, her pronouns, not a big deal. But it becomes a big deal when it comes to how do we handle prisons, how do we handle sports. Those are the areas where it matters. So it depends on the AI. That's a different conversation. conversation. That's, That's a different, different conversation. This is why we said that they're the, the both, these are talking points, they're both triggering loaded questions. One side deliberately said that trans women are not women, and the other side responds to it. No, we are women too. And then they go, no, we need to come up with new words for 97% of uh, the world's population, or 97% of the world's females, and we need to give, give them a new word. And those women are like, well, who are you? So these are loaded, stupid questions. What matters is, how do you identify yourself? Okay, we're going to have different, you know, bathroom toilets, whatever. Like, that's a different conversation. Uh, Gaijin America, that made a very good point. Yeah, so the number of left-handed people skyrocketed when people stopped correcting them. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how that's relevant to what I was saying. Because, for example, the non-binary category, right, if we start, because people, I think this is a response to, um, maybe not you, Victor, but conservatives thinking that more people are becoming trans or non-binary because the society is pushing them uh, or, like, or encouraging them. But they don't understand that no, they were these people always existed, but society was shaming them and it was not accepting them. And by accepting them, they just now it's more comfortable for them to just demonstrate how they actually really are. Nobody is like pushing. I mean, I'm sure it happens. Actually, it does happen. Uh, but it's uh, it's not like as widespread as conservatives say about people being pushed. Um, but we do actually yeah. recognize that sometimes it does happen. So really? we I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know somebody personally who almost made it back and thought that they were trying, they weren't trying, and they were being pushed in that direction. So it does happen. And I right. think liberals and progressives need to not deny that happening, but they just should understand that conservatives are exaggerating. But this is why the solution to that is don't have it early on. You know, grow up 18, 20 years old. Because now we are seeing a lot of people who, a lot of, uh, post-surgery trans women coming out and they're saying, why did nobody stop me? Why was I rushed into it? Why was I not counseled? You know, those kind of things. So, so yeah, you're right. It does happen. So, again, all of these things are so loaded, so charged up. Everyone's, you know, just sitting on the edge um, and so triggered because we've created, created such a toxic environment. You, if, it, if things calm down, if people start accepting each other, then it'd be like, you could, you could have an honest conversation. For example, now we don't have to say many people with homosexuality. We don't. I, I think there's less homophobia than there was 20 years ago. What do you reckon on? I think because it's been normalized. Like, yeah, I think trans, trans and Indies will be normalized. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, pro trans, trans. I'm pro trans rights. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I, I just yeah, think yeah. non-binary. We know, we know. We know. It's okay. It's okay. Well, you, you, you know, you, non-binary will be normalized. Well, you'll get there. Hopefully not. <laughs> you'll no. get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. So, Two more super chats. Uh, Arjun is saying, "Let me give Twitter blue." Thank you. Yeah, thank you thank very you, much. For me. Thank you. Oh yeah, thank you. For the, are you happy with the conversation or the people you're doing? Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to take too much of your time. I just wanted to ask a few questions. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're good. We're good. We're done. It was a good yeah. conversation. Thank you. Um, Arjun is saying, "Let me give Twitter blue." I don't know what this is, but thank Twitter you. Twitter blue, like this is no, no, because he's he's just given 110 oh. rupees. Thank which you is so equal to $13. Much. Thank okay. you. That is saying you can spend that on Twitter Blue. Actually, no, Twitter yeah, Blue subscription, Arjun, is a lot more. You know, I think it's about $13 or $17. That's okay. You don't, 
cover all of it. <laughs> no, it goes towards. It goes towards, towards it. Okay. <laughs> And uh, Digital Ricky gave us two dollars saying who's the sponsor on the books sports. Um, yeah, I was thinking of creating like seven categories instead of like having it by sex or gender. Just be like, not not it can't be just a, if we ever do that. It needs to be seven categories based on testosterone levels, uh, bone density, uh, body size, you know, um, and maybe a couple of other metrics. And then you will have category A, category B, C, D. Um, the seven different categories that you would. I mean, we do that already with body weight when it comes to UFC and stuff. So I don't know why sports has to just be like men or women. Why can't we have different categories? And yeah. the interesting thing is, if you do that, if you do that, then category A would be mostly men. You know, category B would be mostly men and maybe some women, and then the middle category would be a mix of uh, women and maybe just a few men. And then the last category would be just mostly women. But their men or women wouldn't be the criteria, but it would just end up curling. But yeah, I think that's a good idea. I'll work it out. But look at look, look, look how stupid this is. The birth rate is already below replacement level when you want everyone to be trans. No, that's correct. That's what we want. No, 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 don't correct this person. Okay? We are, me and Harris, we're trying to end the human race. Okay? And this is like, yeah, that's why we want everyone. We're, this is our mission to make everybody trans. And I don't, trans people don't have babies. And this is our plan. This is the whole liberal plan of you know, so population reduction. Yeah, population reduction. There's one more. I don't think you understand. Oh, really? We don't understand. Birth rate being below replacement level means we are headed toward an extinction event. How we do you know that's our we can't afford the trans. We don't have to participate. So people who who think that they're transgendered, they're already not marrying or they're already not doing anything. They're already not making. They now they're just in front of you, and you're like, no, oh, hang don't correct him. No, just, yeah, but he's completely correct. But he as he's assuming that we're actually trying to avoid the. But you don't understand that the world liberal order is actually we are actually, which we are part of. We actually, our goal is extinction, so that's why we're pushing. But everybody listening to us thinking it was going to think that we're making a joke, so nobody's going to take this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, no, no, there you go. Saying, see, they're admitting it. That's the plan. <laughs> you got us. You got us. <laughs> you got us. <laughs> yeah, but we're admitting it, but we are so sure that people will think that we're joking that we could just transparently tell you our plans and nobody would believe that's how it works. You, you, you've done a double bluff here. <laughs> <laughs> this is these people. These people are so simpletons. They don't even understand. Yeah, All right. I like I like how frustrated you get when you see when some people. Like, well, I'm getting stuck for it because I want to respond to it. But yeah, you're right. Like some people just can't. Too far gone. 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 Too far by the way, what happened to those vaccines that they were saying that we're all gonna die? <laughs> you forget, maybe they just they they have a mem- they have fish memory. <laughs> they come up with these most ridiculous, outrageous conspiracy theories, and nothing happens, and then they move on. Do you know they just move on to the next conspiracy, like, as if they were wrong. They have, they never they I don't see them coming. Hey, wait, what happened? Was I wrong? I like, know. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, maybe I go wrong that one. No, no, but there's no, no. No, they don't say that. They don't say maybe I was wrong. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's so impressive. Harris is so impressive. 
even with the fucking black, I follow, I follow these people, and I was like, what's gonna happen when people have the population of the world doesn't die, okay? And like, are they gonna say like we we miscalculated? I follow them. They say they say everything is going exactly how we predicted. And yeah. it's unbelievable. They're like, oh look, this like they're they're, they're so confident. Nothing shakes their confidence. It's, it's so but did you did you see this uh, wave? I think it died down a little bit. Where we started, we suddenly started seeing these sudden heart attack videos. We're like, see, another sudden heart attack video. <laughs> I don't know. Fast to the internet with like maybe hundred or hundred fifty videos that went viral. Like hundred and hundred fifty videos. That's nothing really compared to the whole population. I think that many people get and a heart attack is always sudden. Like it always happens suddenly. And we have videos of people suddenly getting heart attack even the COVID um, era. Before that as well, we had people being heart attacks. There, there were the famous football. But then they said, oh, these athletes are some of the youngest and fittest people. They can't get a sudden heart attack. Bullshit. There's a very famous footballer. I forgot what his name was. Um, and uh, he, he just walks, he, he just walking on the field and he just, and then he uh, puts his hands on his knees and then he just suddenly gets a heart attack and he collapses and he dies. This is a sick So these things have ha- always happened. But these guys just, yeah. who's, who's to tell these people? But there's sudden heart attacks. Oh, fucking shit. It's always been happening. <laughs> Alright guys, uh, make sure you subscribe to us, make sure you leave a like, uh, support us if you can on Patreon, link is all in the description, or become a YouTube member, uh, we appreciate but make sure you at least leave a like, that's the least we can. Um, anyways, we'll see you again next week, thank you for being here with us, bye! Bye! Mwah.